Welcome to That's Dope, the podcast where we talk about dope things. My name is Goswell. We have Josh, and we have two other guests. We have Rome, uh, our roommate and friend, and uh, resident DJ, I guess. I don't know. Damn, resident DJ. Yeah. There we go, right? <laughs> he he joined us, which is great. And uh, we actually have, actually, wait, before I get to like our main guest, we actually have two other people in the room, too, that are, are sort of helping out with this. Well, we have Zach, or is, actually, I didn't even ask you like how you want me to introduce yeah, cool. You're right. <laughs> we have Zach. We actually have a professional mixer, so this episode's gonna sound so good, <laughs> right? All right, cool. <laughs> then we have right now. <laughs> no, I, this is how I want it. All right, this is how I want it to be. All right. Then we also even have Hunter in the room. He's just he's just watching. Yeah, brought us some good water. <laughs> he brought us Ramune, so uh, Ramune. So like, I'm really happy about that. But we have our main guest, and that is our friend Zane, a uh, longtime friend of mine actually. Look, who was actually like my coworker. We were in the same fraternity. Uh, we went to the same college. Uh, we were homecoming kings together of sorts, hey. right? Uh, what else? Uh, there's a lot that we've done together. Yeah, we go back. Exactly, right? And now you're actually about to... You've been all over the country, actually. You're about to go to the other coast right now. Um, you came back from Seattle, Port, Portland area, right? Mm-hmm, Seattle. There we go. And then um, now you're about to go to New York because you're about to go work with Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, that's right. Man, that's yeah. huge, man. So One and a half, four weeks, I'm out of here, and man. I'll be in the East Coast soon. Congratulations, man. Like, that's <laughs> some, some huge stuff. I definitely want to talk about that story uh, pretty soon. But yeah, right before we were doing this podcast, you know, we're getting all set up. We were talking about a lot, a lot of good stuff, and I'm wondering if you want to bring any of that stuff back. So what do we cover? We covered poverty. We covered smash shooting poverty side. guns oh, adversity guys so yeah this is probably gonna be a heavy episode i think because um well heavy yeah, flow on yeah it. i mean like just the mass shootings two mass shootings happened yesterday right yeah within, within 12 hours so. Damn. Yeah, oh, like that's, that's a shame for sure yeah and um you know like it, it, it we were just talking about this because like i saw like on my facebook someone was like we need all more guns so that way we can solve the problem you know we all just need to get concealed carry weapons and i was like, I don't think that's a good idea. Because also, this is like a white woman who said this, you know? And I'm just sort of like, I just don't think that's a good idea. You know, like, especially, like, for people of color, you know, like, it's hard enough. We get profiled already. Right. Right? It was like, you think that, like, oh, good guy with a gun, and they're not going to arrest us, and they're not going to shoot us on sight, you know? Yeah. It's like, it is bad enough, like, um, you know, having, like, one shooter in the mix, I think, like. And also, like, how many other, like, good guys with a gun, like, have stopped things in the past, right? Right. So, yeah. Military. Uh, yeah, who saved the people? Yeah, he, yeah. He had a gun, but he's like he chose instead to actually like carry out kids. So like, yeah, his gun. Yep. So that was interesting. Because I could have, I could have got him in a whole situation. If you guys are going to speak on the podcast, you guys got to come over here. <laughs> so yeah, we have like six people on the podcast. This is, this is great. Uh, there was a police officer, and he was on campus, and the security guard told him to take his gun out. And the police officer's why? The security guard starts shooting, or not shooting, but like pointing his gun at him. Yeah, and he calls the cops on the police officer. They get there, and they're confused on what the hell's going on. He said he had a weapon. When he called, or no, it was the IRS. That's where it was from. Uh, the security guard calls the police officers, says, there's a man with a gun here. And they get there, and they're like, oh, it's one of our buddies. What the hell are you talking about? Right. So, I mean, people are very, people are very um, nervous. That's why you never, how, how are we going to test these people? Right. One thing. 
What do you mean test? You know, test their mentality. Some people can be afraid and it's not really a fearful situation and feel that utilizing a weapon is necessary. All the time, yeah. All the time. So how are we going to go one by one and allow everyone to have a weapon? Yeah. But how are we going to know their own sanity or what what actually scares them? Okay, so I've I've talked about this a couple times with different friends, and I'm not saying I have the answer to that. Yeah. Uh, but my opinion on that has always been to like have actual military training for people who are going to become police officers for for civilians. Like you shouldn't just be able to just become a police officer because like you're you're putting like our home lives like in danger now if you're not if you don't know what you're doing. Um, and I, from what I've seen, there's Geneva Convention, right? You can't shoot people civilians in other countries. So I don't see often our troops going overseas and shooting civilians on accident. And they they have higher tension over there than they do over here in these streets. Does that make sense? Am I correct with that? Does everyone kind of agree? Right. Yeah. Depending on where but you're going. I think yeah. that, like, if yeah. you yeah, because uh, Hunter has... Like, been, you never know, like, when you can get shot or, you know, like... Exactly. Get, get, yeah. Yeah. Imagine being in a, in a city you don't know with people who speak a different language, and they look like the people you're supposed to be over there, you know, looking for. For some reason, no one gets shot in those streets, but you know, over here, it just kind of happens... And if someone and does I'm, get shot, like, a, you know, like, then they go to trial. Yeah. You know, there's right, a yeah. whole trial that goes through. And I feel like the amount of pressure those guys can take is so much higher because of the training they've went through. Right. I'm not seeing that with the police officers here where they're slamming, body slamming little fifth, fifth grade girls and stuff at the pool. Like, you don't need to shoot those kids. That kid was not like, you know, oh, he was running at me. He's, well, how old was that kid? 16? The who, big, who, uh, big black kid that got killed uh, a couple years back. My with mom? His, yeah. Hands. Seventeen, 17 18, yeah. and he's yeah. like, "Oh, he was running at us." Yeah. Okay, he was like halfway down the street. And his body was facing the other way. Yeah, wow. and he, he he was running at you, and you were gonna like you, your only option was to kill him. Your right. only option was to pull your gun out. That doesn't happen overseas. Why does that happen here? That's my opinion. I feel like there has to be a higher there has to be a higher standard for training, honestly, because like I don't need, you know, hey, I just got out of college. I just I want to become a cop now, and I've been a dick my whole life. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I would feel, no, honestly, I'd feel a lot better with Hunter being a police officer. Hunter's Ex-Marine. Being, honestly, it'd make more sense to me because I know that he'd be able to handle this shit in a certain way. Um, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Hunter, Hunter was in the Marines, by the way. So for people mm-hmm. don't know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, Hoorah. there's no solutions, unfortunately, that are like coming up. You know, like, I really do hope that like something can get started because, I mean, we had a mass shooting last week. You know, the, the garlic festival. And then we all forgot about that because to yesterday, today, like there was two shootings. So mm-hmm. there was one in El Paso. Then there was one in Ohio. And then there's another and in, there's Chicago. Something in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So three actually shoot. Yeah. And the thing right. is, talk about that too. Oh, a lot of people already forgot. And that's kind of the, the crazy thing about the yeah. way we, our, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, but it's like, that's kind of the crazy thing about how our country set up. Like we have this thing where, and we, a lot of us know it, but it's like things happen. Uh, for instance, if you looked at any other country and you were like, oh, these guys got mass shootings all the time. Three in the course of how many? A day. Yeah. So you got, you got a country that you just read online like, oh, sw- well, you Sweden. Man, three mass shootings. Oh my God. They got kids in Not cages. even Sweden. Like you wouldn't like, or. No, I'm or, just saying. Yeah, like, just we're a country, country, right? Yeah. Because like, like, I would think like, you know, a better example, you know, it's a shithole country. You okay, know, yeah, like, yeah, right? Say, we'll like if you were to say any country country. like in Africa or South America, right? Yeah. You would yeah. be like, oh, that's a dictator. That place is horrible. Yeah. I would we'll never want to go there. We'll just we'll use like some that that people will say Nigeria. We'll just use it. We're just gonna use it as like we'll use it as a shithole. It's not that, you know. But, right. Okay. So we got we got three, we got mass shootings happening all the time over there. They can't control their gun laws. They got all these issues. People just dying left and right. They got kids in cages. 
But surprisingly, that's us. <laughs> and the thing is, it's crazy because people forget so quickly because, I mean, honestly, and I'm not, I'm going to sound hypocritical because, like, I'm the same way. People forget so quick because we go right into, like, oh, new Marvel movie came out. Oh, you know, PS4, uh, we got new games, Borderlands 3 coming out. Hey. And that, it's cool. It's all great. But we have to understand that, like, well, I don't, we, we, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're good, man. I, sorry to interrupt. I was going to say, I agree with you. I think there's distractions and things that keep our minds occupied and we use that as an escape. I think the other part of it also from the people that I've talked to in my life and also just the way I feel is it feels helpless. Mm-hmm. Like how many more people need to die? How many more people, how many more times do we have to just plead and beg for some kind of action to be taken place before the next one happens and the next one and next one and just nothing happens right. from the top down? New, New Zealand had the... You feel yeah. helpless. Like what can I do today? Like I yeah. can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christchurch had the one issue and I'm oh, not bad. Yeah. Wait, wait, you guys speak it to the mic. So there's a live update about the gunman uh, in the day, Dayton in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, Connor Betts, 24-year-old white man from uh, Bellbrook. And one of the victims was his sister. Mm-hmm. Wow. What? She's 22. Yeah, one of the victims yeah, was his sister. Yeah, he killed nine people and the first one was his sister, apparently. Whoa. Did not know that. Yeah. But what yeah, I was, was going to say, though, is like with the New Zealand situation, they had the Christchurch shooting and then... They got all rid of all the guns. Like, we'll never have this again. This can't happen again. But mm. here, with the way you know money and whatnot works, it can democracy. It can afford. We can afford for it to happen again. <laughs> it, it, which is, is so it's saddening sad, because, yeah. like, it, that situation. Because, like, I was even talking to somebody on my social media, um, and the guy was like, "Why do we have to bring up the guy's white?" And it's like, bro. But it's funny that it's only ever white people that bring right. that up. But yeah. then when it comes to, again, where we're used, we talked about this too. Right. Uh, whenever it's Islam extremism, we know what to call it. They know who to blame. They know where they're from. They know all that. But when we know, hey, these are generally with these mass shootings, these are white men that are doing this. Yeah. Then we have to have the mental illness conversation. Oh, like, look, y'all. Yeah. Like, it, it'd be one thing if, like, at least, we're, like, we're having a mental illness thing, like, on all sides. But it's not what and it And we're, is. like, like yeah. giving money to, like mental illness, you know, like oh, we're gonna increase mental illness. Uh, take you know, awareness, take, yeah, awareness. Yeah, we're gonna make sure that everyone's going to see a therapist, right? We're doing something about it, right? Yeah, you know, but we're not even doing that. But we know? don't we don't put a lot of emphasis on our mental health in America at all. No, like no. that's not something we look into. We put you in jail before we care about that shit. Yeah. Max, you know, people in jail like or homeless because of mental illness, and we just don't seem to to really we don't invest in them at all. Right. It's kind of like you know. So, I mean. There's just a lot of nonsense like this that's yeah. going around, and uh, we were just talking about um, what were you saying just before? I can't. You you brought up a point I want to speak on. Are you talking to me? Or you yeah. Uh, about about like you were shooting? talking to someone. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I guess like yeah like um like yeah like I mean like he was like why are we like harping on this guy being a white guy? You know like mm, why are exactly we harping on the shooters being white? But it was just like bro, it's like it. It, these are white guys that like, going all over the world, honestly, at this point, like in doing these mass shootings, and they get cuffed and walked away like calmly, you know. And here, like, here's the thing: like, uh, I don't want to make it sound like we're just bashing white people. Uh, um, what I am going to say is like, there's this thing where um, we have people, you know, like, right now in this country. Again, going back to that whole like, put a put another country in our shoes and see how you would treat it or how you would look at it, right? You know? We are a country that currently has a law that literally bans Muslim people from coming in from certain countries, like all together. Like you're just not allowed to come in, and they adjust the like they try to pass it a while back. It didn't go through because everyone's like, "Yo, that's a little racist. Like that's not going to work." 
And then what they did is they literally Trump in like I think it was uh, Sessions and a couple other people they adjusted a couple little caveats in the in the rule they're trying to put out. And essentially they banned like one Christian esque country. And then everyone's like, okay, that looks good. Now they can't call us out for being racist. <laughs> essentially, so now we got like literally they can't come in. We we're a country where we put kids in, in cages. We have all these issues. We got mass shootings, and these people we're literally like looking at it like these people can't come in here. Yeah. But we constantly put ourselves in the position like we we think we're the best and not that we're not living a great life i'm not like don't put me in that box of like hey man if you don't want to be here get out i i get it like you could always say that but like let's just honestly look at ourselves for a second yeah it's country country's built on criticism man yeah yeah, yeah exactly. the, the whole point of it was to criticize and be like yeah mm, yeah, yeah you can just act like anything that you love you know you have to be able to criticize and hopefully that thing that you love can take that criticism and become better right, mm. right. otherwise it gets worse yes that's what happens when you don't criticize things you you know it'll be like that yeah uh if you if you're getting more popular, you know any country that or any person even. I mean, hell, even this podcast, right? Yeah. Like, whereas, like, yeah. if you don't criticize us and tell us what's wrong, we right. can't get better. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are gonna you look like if you look at an artist uh, as they get bigger. If you don't have actual people around you, like actual friends around you, telling you, "Hey, man," like, like Kanye or something like that. I, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> you're right. But I feel like you, you. If you were on that boat, then yeah, I could be like, "Hey, no one's catching him and telling him the truth." Mm. He's gonna go off and you know live his possibly dream. sabotage himself or you know it could work out. For it, him. it sucks also because it's like you know like it, like at least what I've seen on like from a conservative speaking point, and you know any listener like who has something to say to me, please tell me. I would love to hear what you have to say. But you know like I've heard both like they say both sides are like if you don't like what you know what's going on here, then you can leave right. But then asylum seekers right like who are actually trying to leave their country right yeah. and. They're trying to leave their, their, the bad situation. They're like, oh, we don't want you. Like, why don't you stay in your country and fix the problem? And it's like, how are you able to say both these things mm. at, the, at same, the same time? Right? Yeah, at the same time. It's yeah. like, come yeah. on. Um, it, it's just a little disingenuous. Like, this whole, I think, like, the biggest problem with this whole situation, the shootings, um, the conservatives sort of speaking points is it just feels disingenuous overall. You know, like, whereas, like, we're not able to attack the real problems of, hey, you, we, you know, like there's a lot of moneyed interest here and there's a lot of big problems that are happening and we're not able to attack them until you guys are really with us. You it's know, a lot of one misdirection, I feel. Because, um, I mean, here's the thing. I like ASAP Rocky a lot. Yes. And I like the ASAP Mob a ton. Drone knows that shit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I've been about that shit for my life. And, and here's the thing. Like, the thing is, like, right now Trump is dealing with that and getting on Twitter talking about that and that's getting a lot of publicity. But like we said, there's a lot of other things that are happening right now. And we're over here interested in some bullshit that's not really like it's one dude. And I'm not saying I I want him to get out of jail, but let's be real. There's other issues that are really no happening. right. Yeah. But he's just trying to scavenge, you know, trying to get his, you know, trying well, to get like, some some black votes. It's it's, he can. it's it's that. I it really, really hope is that, that doesn't stick around to be like, no. oh, that's gonna be like, oh, no, he got no. ASAP Rocky. That Here's one. The thing. No. There's like there is that where it makes you look better, like to the to that community. But it also it's this thing where it's like. I can say these things, end up on all these TMZ, I can end up on all these things, mm-hmm. trending on Twitter, and I can then do all these things on the back end, and no one was going to talk about that shit, because we're looking right over here. Does yeah. that make sense? I feel like that's where a lot of this is coming from. Like, he's literally a good face, because he he can, like, keep saying crazy shit on Twitter, and then everyone can keep working back here and doing whatever the fuck they want to do. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? So it's a distraction overall to Consistently. whatever Consistently. It's constantly, like, smoke bombs, and I'm over Well, here. that's yeah. the whole presidency, right? There's so many scandals 
that you can't keep up and be mad at one anymore because the the like two seconds you're mad at one something else crazy happens and you jump on that and it's, and then you forget about the one that happened two days ago yeah. like there's so many like I'm actually trying to like as you're saying that I'm trying to remember like what happened last week yeah like, was the Mueller testimony last week or two weeks yeah it was yeah. last week I think Jesus crazy that feels right, like yeah. that was like was months ago right it was litty man it was great oh my god and yeah. the other part is like how much of that is intentional versus how much of that is just he's that kind of a per- like it's Good like is that, he really right. that smart that yeah. he's like putting all these I keep wondering if Trump is like really smart or if he's just like lucky in the sense you know? Here, here's yeah. the thing like, I, from, I've heard uh, I can't remember who it was that was talking about it but, John Oliver uh, no someone was actually saying like Trump's actually he like when you talk to him he's, he's not actually dumb oh, like, he's okay, not yeah. very stupid like he, he makes a lot of jokes he does a lot of quips and shit that's his thing you know what I mean because like, again like ends up on Twitter but he doesn't seem as stupid as he's like as we'd like to believe, because on, to, on a lot of times when it comes to your enemy, you always want to make your, make it seem in your head. Right. It's okay what a fool does. You make it seem like your enemy's dumber than you. You, have, yeah, you yeah. should be looking at it like your enemy's just as smart or smarter than you. You need to be thinking ahead. And uh, I feel like a lot of people get in that mentality where like, oh man, this guy's an idiot because he said this thing. That's not how it really is. That's not truth. Well, I think he's just speaking at the level that majority of our country can understand. Facts. They they want that resonance speak. They want that that easy to understand, and they love them for it. Yeah. They love the energy, and and that's just that's just how it is. So I mean, when you meet the person, of course, they're going to be much more intelligent and much more um, verbal when you when you talk to them. But when it's on a mass scale, it's easy to speak to everyone at a third grade level. Yeah, I mean, no, that's right. a good point. Because like I, I definitely feel like uh, if you talk to him one on one, it'd be a little bit different. Like he could definitely give you insight on certain things that are happening. I'm not saying he's he actually knows what he's talking about all the right. time. I'm yeah, pretty positive a lot of times he doesn't know what he's talking. I don't about. think he knows what he's talking about because like what he does, like you know, people on the inside are like he doesn't read reports, he doesn't want to yeah, see no, I don't right. like what's he happening. What he's right? About. I think yeah, I think like he like he's smart and like he knows like what he's doing in these distractions. Exactly. And, like you know, even like stupid things like Kofefe, right? You know, like, where it's like, yeah, that's messed up. He's <laughs> been able to spin that, like, to, I mean, remember you know, now, so. exactly, right? Like, one, who remembers it? Two, right? Like, um, even when, like, it was the day of or whatever, right? Like, he just kept it moving or used it to distract from other big things that are happening, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, like, yeah, he's intelligent in that sense. I think still, personally, I still think dumb and. I think, yeah, I don't think yeah. he's, here's the thing, I don't I think, think he's well read. Yeah, I don't think he's dumb though. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, I don't think there's a lot of knowledge as far as what he's supposed to be doing, but I feel like he knows what he's doing. Yes, as far as well, he knows I, what. Yeah, the, the, I think he's what intentional. His position. I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. So yeah. That we can get things done and make money on this end. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just go. Let me go to this meeting. Yeah. Let me just say what I need to say. Get mm-hmm. these people hyped real quick. All right, I'm a dip. Uh, hit me up when y'all need me again mm-hmm. because I don't really read really these reports type yeah. thing because actually Britain's going through that right now with one of their guys. Boris. Yeah, they're, Boris, they're, yes. Yeah. Boris is up like... Their new prime minister. He, you think he's an idiot. Right. You think he's a like a... a but he's but also that's an all an act exactly, right? It's uh, a straight yeah, ass yeah. act. Like he is actually like very... He knows... His sister actually kind of called him out on it. Yes. Yeah. She was like, oh yeah, in high school uh, they had a play or something or junior high and he didn't practice his lines enough. <laughs> so what he did is he literally just... He started hid doing something dumb on stage. He, he right? started, yeah, he yeah. hid behind the pillar and read his lines behind the pillar, and so the audience was laughing, like they were cracking up. And they were funny. like, "That is better than if he were to read his lines." Right. right. And uh, he kind of took that, and he was talking to another interviewer about it and talking about how, um, even though his persona is like that bumbling idiot, and like that's he's the ever man, you know, you know, he comes out with his whatever clothes on, yeah, yeah, it's like he shops at Target all the time, type stuff. <laughs> but he's literally just like, sometimes it's better to 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 act like you don't know 
and it just works out better for you that way. Yeah, yeah, like his yeah. hair, the whole hair. Thing, yeah, yeah, it's like every time he gets on camera, his hair is all over. Right the place. before like, the interview, he'll right. mess up his hair so it looks insane looks whenever like you watch interviews. With, looks like someone hit him with a dodgeball. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> like just directly in the face, bro. Like, yeah, but apparently it's like well kept when he's not on camera, which is crazy. Interesting. He's playing people like show because that's wild. We, I thought he, I literally thought he was like kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, of oh, this is kind of endearing, you know. But no, he's he's yeah. straight. Then when it comes like actually having to do real things. Well, that's the scary thing, you know? Yeah. And it comes to, like, what his rhetoric is, that's also the scary thing, you know? Like, where oh, man. He has called Muslim women that were in burqas, you know, like, looking like, say they're looking post like boxes. they're about to... Yeah, post boxes and also, like, robbers, Yeah, you know? Right. And, like, how he has talked about, like, other countries and other people that don't fit the norm, you know? But that's the UK. That's that original racism. True. Bro. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. But then again, I mean, like... From but <laughs> right? See, but they're, then, they're so, they're, it's so professional out there. Yeah. It's so like that's just Doesn't how they live bad. their life. Man. Uh, no, it's bad, but like they're very accustomed to it. That's bad. It's kind of crazy. I can't remember who it was. It was like it was like, uh, this one girl that used to be at the house um, here in Texas. Uh, yeah, it was like when I was living with Piam at the Quorum. Okay, and then there was this one girl that would come around. She was like young. She was like I think twenty or nineteen or something. But she told me one day she was like I was like I was talking to one of my like, friends. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I was talking to one of my friends. I think I was talking to Alexi. Alexi's Russian. So he's clearly, you know, international. He's been around. He's always going visiting places. And we and Alexi are talking, and we're talking about a little bit of racism stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, man, like this, this, and whatever. Alexi gets it. I ain't nothing to talk about. He's like, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> you know how Alexi, oh, yes, yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> you know how Alexi, so we're talking. And then she comes in, and she's dating one of the members. So first off, your opinion doesn't matter. you literally just getting boned by one of my friends. Your opinion is very little, <laughs> and you're younger than all of us. I don't, I don't like, take anything you're saying that seriously. But I listen to her. Because, you know, woman rights. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. Continue. But anyway, we, we started talking, and she was like, that's not that bad. I went on a trip. Here, let, me, let me preface this. This girl is very attractive. She 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 white? You would think so, but she's technically kind of Arab, but she looks way white. She okay. She looks white. It's like Lebanese. She looks like a that. pretty white girl. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. But overall, she's just a pretty woman, like a very attractive woman. Uh-huh. And she was just like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's not that bad. I've, she's like, have you ever been to other country? I was like, no, I haven't. I just... You know, I read stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't got to be there to know what's going on. And she's like, no, nah, it's not even that bad. I went to this country. And this, or she went to two different countries. And she she went to Berlin. And she went to somewhere else. And she's like, it's not that bad. Racism is not as mad, mad as y'all making it out to be. Da-da-da-da. It's 2019. Listen, okay. I was like, because that's what got me. When she said it's 2019, like it doesn't exist. I was like, Berlin is a tourist area. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, You're not literally, going there's to signs Germany or something like that, exactly. right? Uh-huh. There's signs even outside in of Berlin. Berlin, like they, like it's, there's a lot of racism. I mean, they tell you, they yeah. tell you. There's actually signs that say, "Hey, if you're like of color, Watch be careful out. walking out of this city because after that, it yeah. kind of in like Mad Max land, bro. It could get it could get carry like real quick." Yeah, and I'm like, "That's that's what it is." And the UK is not much different. It's better, but it's just like you got to put it like in perspective. America is actually dealing with most of our social problems first, so we're actually not doing as bad as we think we are. Which is compared to the rest of the world, which is weird, right? <laughs> That's weird, right? We're we're ahead of the other people because we've been dealing with this problem longer. Think about that. Now, the only place that I, I can think of that's doing really well with it is probably Canada because Canada is just nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Wait, what do you think, Zane? Do you think that's I don't know? Real? Look, like I was like, I, I think the whole perspective is interesting because, like, the way I see it, and I don't and, know. I, Jordan Peterson kind of... Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, 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 no, 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 you're good. The, the, the way I see it, and, and, you know, I don't have all the context. I just have what you said. Like, for sure. me, it's like, maybe... I don't know her. I don't know who this is. But maybe, like, because if so, some of my friends that are outside the U.S., when they hit me up, 
They're like, man, is it that bad? Like, are, do you have guns pointed to you every day? Are people beating you up because you have melanin in your skin? Like, how bad is it? I'm like, yeah, it's really bad, you know, what, what stuff's happening. But on day-to-day, as me, I'm grateful because I'm not having it that bad. And so I'm just wondering, when you spoke to her, maybe she had the same thing, where maybe she was clearly in a place that was, you know, had system, uh, you know, racism and things of that nature, but she may not have experienced it because of where she was and the people I she mean, was with, right? that's exactly yeah. the thing. Like, yeah. You being the girl that you are, being an attractive woman, you're going to get a different experience than being Jerome. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> the opposite of an attractive Jerome, woman. Right? Yeah. 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 You're right. attractive, One of attractive right. woman. Right. You are accepted across the world generally. True. Like, that is what we want generally. Everyone's like, oh, my God, light skin. Oh, shit. Like, you're... Uh-huh. Like then you have a black guy, like I know. Like I was like, we're not, we're not, we're never looked at as like is is ruined in a way, but or not ruined, but you know, she just isn't aware of the different. Yeah, exactly, right? It's yeah. skewed because like was she around black people? You know, not really. She, like I've right? seen, I've seen her friends. Yeah, <laughs> like was she like did she see black people? Was she and that's the thing. Like I feel like we have to we have to make it like just like Zane was saying. Or Zane? Yeah. Okay, I'm about to say Zach. Zach's <laughs> over here. Yeah. No, nah, it's just like there's this thing where like people are always waiting for like overt racism to for that mm. to be the. The, the guiding line of, okay, racism is here. It's not overt. Racists know, here's the thing, racists don't know they're wrong, but they know that they're not seen as right. So they're not gonna be overt about things. We're not gonna just be like, hey, blackie, get on the ground. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not gonna be that easy to see. But I think part of it is because unless, and I don't know everyone's story in this room, but like, unless like you've experienced racism wherever in the world america anywhere but when you experience racism then you know especially throughout your life especially when you're a kid like when i was in, i was in fifth grade when 9 11 happened like i remember everything that week it was a really shit week but because of through those experiences and some others i can i can feel and see the subtle racism as josh said you don't need to have overt stuff to be like oh that's racism like there's a lot of underlying things that i can spot now and i'm sure you guys can too right yeah but um, you know, to that point, the people that are fortunate um, that have not experienced the, the racism that we have, or at least I have, mm-hmm. um, they only know or feel what it is through news. And what the news shows is when yeah. crazy it's shit skewed. happens. Yeah, exactly. Some guy got punched in the face mm-hmm. because of his skin color. Some guy got killed because of his skin color. But they don't. The news doesn't do a good job showing, hey, you don't have to get punched or killed or shot right. to go through racism. Here's what it else it can look like. Show, it is hard to show yeah, like what like the the underlying more common racism is, unfortunately. Yeah. Like where it's tough. Yeah, like how do you show like, oh, this guy didn't get a job because, you know, his last name is right. black or you know, his name is black, right? But one thing that's crazy about that is yeah. they won't understand that side of it, yeah. but then they'll be able to tell you, well, because I'm not of color. It's harder for me because they want you because of the, you know, diversity quota. So you, so, but you're, yeah. te- what you're telling me is you have an understanding of that, you're even right. though it's again kind of skewed. Yes. But when it comes to just switching the perspective to the other side, yeah. you have no idea. Yeah, you have right. no context at that point. That's always interesting to yeah, see as well. Yeah, that, that's the thing, like, whereas, like, how can someone say, like, just as I was saying before, like, whereas, like, you can say same things, like, the same, say to the same person, two different things, you know, that contradict your statement totally, right? You know, like you're mad that there's quotas to, so that it's not 100% white schools anymore, right? Or, you know, it's 90% white right. schools, right? And, you know, you were supposed to be number 91, I guess. Or I don't know, right? Right. It was like, but you, you don't understand, like, how it's messed up that, you know, like. We even had to have, have that to, in place in the exactly, first place. Exactly, right? Because like, there's so few of us that are able to get into those places. You know, like, just even the system, 
Blah. You guys want to keep talking about racism and stuff? <laughs> I want to say like I'm definitely oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Zach, Zach. I think one thing that can easily sum this up is mm-hmm. like uh, when they like when you see white people say why they're not a WET like a white entertainment network. Yeah, yeah, wet. We had to make BET or just anything like black sportsmanship films because yeah. we weren't getting those roles when we were perfectly qualified for those roles or t- being able to tell our stories or even. Um, like get our music played on MTV, so we had to make that channel so that our artists could get played and get that recognition that your artists get on your TV, but you won't make those channels. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all. I that's Facts. actually exactly Facts um, right there. That's 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 uh, a, a best way to put it because yeah, we unfortunately have had to make our own stuff. I mean, shoot, how many Pakistani people are like are in just like commonplace media, right? I, I actually, it's funny. I was gonna yeah. jump in. Yeah, yeah. What are you about to say? I, it's I and and we're not like super out there yet. Yeah. Buzz Brown people are being seen now. It's slowly happening, yeah. right? Oh, like yeah. we're talking about that last part. Yeah. yeah Hassan Minaj, Aziz Ansari, yeah. Nav. Rami. Who? Nav. Who? Exactly. Don't worry about it. He's don't worry about it. I don't know. Send me a link. A, right. I'll send you a few links. But now he's an Indian. Uh, had the number one rap album at some point this year. Oh shit. And okay. I've been listening since like 2015. I was just like, look at you, just yo, hook me up. That's cool. Things and being Indian while you're doing it. Yeah. yeah right? Kamil Nanjiani. So. Like, the, like we're out there, and obviously those are super mainstream, and there's a lot of people in the yeah. middle that clearly I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, like, like, and I'm not, I'm not saying we're, you know, we're equals or where we, you know, we are where we need to be, maybe anything like that. But mm-hmm. man, look back 10 years ago. We're on the come up, man. Yeah, right? We're on the come up. I was up. thinking about that myself too, where it's like I'm really happy that black people like have yeah. been like putting like so much effort into this, but I do feel bad for like I guess all the other races. But then again, it's, it's up it's to them to like step up too. It's just yeah. this is the progression of things. Like, yeah, it's like okay, black. Because I feel push. like it's only white people or sometimes black people, right? You know. Well, here's mm. the thing: I feel like the adversity. Not that the other races didn't have it bad either, because I'm I'm not going to say that. Like I I wasn't alive during that time, but it was very known that black people had it very rough we'll say the 50s, and we've been here for a while. We've been struggling for a while. So that adversity, that push on us made us push back with BET yeah. and get it to where right. we have rap now. And rap is essentially the same thing as BET. It's our version of getting our story out. And that's why people say, like, pay homage. And with rap, white rappers, they feel like they're kind of, people get mad and, like, you know, they're jacking mm-hmm. stuff. Because, like, it was something that we used to get our story out. It's our art form. That was what it was. Um, but essentially, like, we're pushing back. We have our own. We're in our own media now. We have, we're kind of out here. We have actors. So now, I guess Indian people, and we'll say uh, Asians, because like there was an Asian dude in, in that new Spider-Man movie, which is kind of dope. Yeah, I was like, that oh, was yeah. sick. I was like, there's oh, they doing adversity now. Like I was like, there's an Asian dude who's like not a side side character. He kind of side. I was happy, it. honestly. Like I just saw Spider-Man. Awesome. It was and, cool. Like, I liked it, and also that I was happy. I was happy yes. that Ned got with a white chick. I was like, look at you, Ned. You're like you <laughs> yeah. out here, your main character, and also you got yourself a white girlfriend. Look at you. you what does it seem over like they're pushing it either? Like it wasn't uh, like yeah. they were trying to like diversify. It's like that's what school's supposed to look like, right? You know what I mean? And it was just like I feel like like he was saying earlier, like don't feel I don't feel like I want to feel bad for anything. I feel like they just they're yeah. now coming up and they're doing their thing too. Like, yeah, that's true. That's it's true. Just part of history. Like this is how it's working. Because I was because also I guess like even like colorism too. You know, like whereas like how mm-hmm. many times you see like a dark Asian guy, right, or like even dark black people, right. Or, mm. you know, just dark people. But, like, I am happy that, like, that is starting to come up, though. So, that's 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 a good point to bring up. Mm-hmm. Man, speaking of, mm-hmm. I feel like we should start talking about you. Like, oh, actually, yeah, right? Yeah, like, it's like... This is a good topic. This yeah, is no, about right. him, bro. This is life. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> but, like, you're, about to, you're about to go... Jo- uh, like, so, first of all, tell us about, like, how you got, you know, that Gary Vaynerchuk job. And then, I guess, like, tell us, like, about that, too. Cause, yeah. Yeah, like, you... You're but like also how big is the team by the way? 
Yeah, it's a good question, man. So, um, so Gary Vaynerchuk, who has um, VaynerMedia and tons of other companies, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, he's got, you know, we've got, so VaynerMedia is like the company, which is a media agency with some really big, um, big uh, clients like Pepsi, Budweiser, NBA, a, a lot. And there's, you know, uh, parts of that in London, Singapore recently, um, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Denver, Colorado, and of course, New York's the headquarters. But in that, Vayner ecosystem. There's a, a team called Team Gary V that only focuses on Gary Vaynerchuk's brand and putting that across platforms, posting a hundred times a day, getting that brand out. Uh, and that team is 30 people right now. Okay. So I'll be joining that team to work with Gary and the team and really get out his message and his brand across platforms. Dang. And then like, how'd you like even like get that job? Yeah, it's crazy, man. It, it's it, unreal. Because um, like uh, that sounds like a job that like a lot of people would want. And also, tell us a little bit about Gary Vaynerchuk for people who might not know like who yeah. he is or like what what all that's about. Yeah, for uh, sure. So so for those who don't know, Gary Vaynerchuk, he goes by Gary V E E uh, on social media across all social platforms. Um, he's just this big name in uh, marketing and really all things communication. Uh, you know, he started his career. Well, he's an immigrant from uh, Belarus, and uh, him and his family came to America when he was young. I want to say he was three or four. He grew up in New Jersey. Um, and basically, long story short, he, uh, at a young age, was working at his dad's liquor store in New York, uh, well, actually in New Jersey. Um, and it was called, I think, Wine Discounts. Now it's called Wine Library. And uh, he, at, at a young age, he after college, he took over his dad's store and really became the owner and took it from $3 million a year to $60 million a year in just a short period of time. Uh, a few years later, he left uh, the liquor industry, really got into tech, uh, the startup world, started investing. And his first few investments were uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, Tumblr, uh, I want to say uh, Instagram, maybe Snapchat. I don't know about Snapchat, but he invested in a lot of tech companies that really uh, worked, right? As we, they're still here, uh, made good money from that, and then started a media agency called Vayner Media with his brother AJ. Um, and then since then, they've gone on to a lot of other cool things. Obviously, Vayner Media has expanded. Um, he's bought a few other really cool companies. Started a sports agency called Vayner Sports, a talent agency called Vayner Talent, speakers agency called Vayner Speakers. So he's doing a lot of other cool stuff, and that's just a very short level version you can look him up he's Man, done a lot of other cool taking things. over the world <laughs> yeah and the biggest thing you know you know he he's obviously really really big in marketing communication and business but uh the other thing is you know just the messages he's putting out he's really um encouraging people to take a leap and just do what makes them happy so a lot of people when they first discover him they don't even like him because his energy and he's and they feel like he's just like hustle 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 he also says you don't have to hustle if you're happy right now if you're making 40k a year and and you like your job and you like the amount of time you can spend with your friends and family cool like you should keep doing that um so he's very much about self-awareness and gratitude and a lot of other cool things that uh, help shape me as well that's what's up man. yeah and then like how'd you how'd you like even manage to get this job yeah, man. So just at a, and that's a good question. So at a high level, um, so, you know, I was at, after graduating here from UT Dallas, uh, I applied to a number of different companies for HR jobs, uh, human resource jobs, and all of them rejected me because I just didn't have good grades uh, in college. But uh, after like 104 rejections, uh, 104? 104 account, like we counted them. Like, I was just like keeping a tally because at that wow. point it was a game. I'll, right? I'll probably, <laughs> I'd probably just be like homeless at that point. I'm just like, you know, no one wants to <laughs> screw it. 
Yeah, right? man. Last semester of college, I was applying to everything. I was like, man, it's happening. Like, I should probably get a, a real job lined up. And I was applying to everything, just kept getting so many rejections that we just kept keeping tally at that point. It was like a fun game. It doesn't mean I didn't get interviews. I just never got the offer. Yeah. And um, sure enough, uh, you know, one of my buddies uh, that we hired as an orientation team mentor at UTD, UT, uh, OTM, um, Sridhar, he was working. You remember Sridhar? Yeah, I remember Sridhar. Yeah. yeah, he's the man. So I hit him up. He was at Amazon as an engineer in Seattle. I'm like, uh-huh. yo, I see this new grad program for people like me that just graduated. Here's my resume. I just, you know, if you can help me get to a recruiter. And then two days later, had my phone interview. And from there, I uh, got a job with Amazon. So moved to California with Amazon for two years. Then Seattle, did recruiting up there. Then moved to Cleveland, Ohio, doing uh, HR for Amazon there. My last year at Amazon in Cleveland, I was just depressed. Like I was... You know, I was like, not like, I don't say that word lightly. I was actually depressed. I had like severe anxiety. I was gaining weight. I think I gained 50 pounds in like five months. Like it was like just, wow. just really bad, not getting sleep. And like, my, is it just working at Amazon or like, you know, like, what's funny? Yeah. And I just want to pref. Yeah. And I just want to preface, like, I'm not dissing Amazon. I think Amazon's such a big company and it, you know, and it's done so many things for so many people that, you know, you can't take one person's opinion and, and, you know, put it across the whole company because there's so many different things going on there. And, and, you know, it's changed a lot of my friends' lives as well. But like for me, it was just, I was putting in a lot of hours, sometimes putting 20 hours a day, not even no exaggerating, sir. like 8 a.m. to 5 a.m. sometimes nonstop. Um, and I just wasn't even happy with the stuff I was doing. So that didn't help. Right. I don't mind working long hours. I just, the thing I was doing didn't make me happy. So when you put in that many hours doing something you don't love, it really starts getting to you. So my last year at Amazon, I think I just turned 26 that August in 2017. I was like, man, life sucks. I need to figure out something. I started applying and having interviews with other tech companies like Facebook, with Reddit, with, um, with Uber. And for some reason or another, those didn't work out. And I was just, again, kept being depressed. All my friends were like, I started talking to my friends, and, and the biggest crux of my situation was if I had waited six more months, if I waited till March 2018, I would have gotten 50 grand, like overnight, like RSUs, like restricted stock units vesting. Wow. And I was like, man, if I wait six more months, I get 50 grand. Like even now. That's a full, like, yeah, like salary. Like yo, people, right? that's life changing. Yeah. Like real. Like I, you could put that into stocks and you're set. Like that's a lot of money. But, you know, so that was where I was stuck. I was like, man, if I wait six more months, 50 grand, but I hate my life. Like I hate it. And I was talking to my friends. A lot of them were like, you should stay. Like, six more months, man. Suck it up. Like, get that 50K. Like, and it's going to be worth a lot more. And it is worth a lot more now. But I was so miserable. And I eventually called my parents one day. You know, they're in Dallas. And my dad, just to, just to preface, like, he's an immigrant. Just like, you know, and I know you guys can yeah, relate. Right, yeah. So they yeah, don't right. play, bro. No, they don't. And I'm the oldest child. So oh, you got to get it get in. That money right. Over, and, right. like, you got to think. Like, in my, you know, I made them so proud. Because after college, they didn't know about the 104 rejections. But after college, I got the job with Amazon. They were like. It was like clout for them. Like, yo, my son did that. Like, I came to this country and he did that. Like, it's worth it. Like, they kept saying that. Yeah. And my, so I was like... Like, our parents are just all about, like, the clout. That's why they want yeah. me to be a doctor. So that way I can be like, oh, my son's a doctor. You know, it's hey, hard yeah. to explain to them. My son does cartoons or social media for cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Have you seen Dragon Ball Z? Like, I did. But, you know, and so that, that was a big thing on my mind. So I called my dad, right? I'm like, depressed. I'm anxious. Like, I can't sleep. And I call him really late at night one night just to, like... Just a vent, which I don't even do. Mm-hmm. I called him. I was like, here's the situation. And I, this is my first time laying everything on him. Like, he doesn't know anything. He thinks I'm happy. I tell him everything. And I, and I thought he was going to convince me to stay for six months, get the 50K, all that kind of stuff. Dude, no joke. He was like, you got to leave now. Like, he's like, you got to leave now. Because he's like, if you're that depressed, like, you're that miserable, like, you can't sleep, dude, you'll get that 50K some other time. Like, you got to leave now. Like, promise me you're going to leave now. 
Literally the next day, I put in my one month notice with Amazon. Wow. Damn, one Isn't month. Isn't that crazy? Shit, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm. You said one month. <laughs> they can fire you on the spot, but you got to get these things. Thirty days. Like whatever, let's go. Um, so I put in my notice, and at the same time, I'm looking for places. Nothing lines up. And my last day with Amazon, I leave. I got no job lined up. And that next morning, I think it was like October 13, 2017, like my first day of freedom in like wow. years. I drive up six hours to Canada, and there was a LinkedIn meetup. And until this time, I didn't really use LinkedIn much. But I saw there was a LinkedIn meetup, so I go there, which is already kind of weird. I drove up right. six hours for like a one-hour meetup. I met all these cool people there. Mm-hmm. They convinced me to start typing on and, and you know doing stuff on LinkedIn, sharing my story. And I started documenting my journey every day on LinkedIn. And then three weeks later, I got a, a new job lined up in Seattle, so I'm wow. moving back to Seattle. So the reason I tell you all this context is because then I made a five-day road trip from Cleveland to Seattle. And in that five days, that's when I really discovered Gary Vee. I had all his audio stuff, uh, you know, his podcasts, his shows, all recorded, like ready to go. Uh, and on this five-day road trip, I was just listening to him a lot. And by the end of the five-day road trip, I was like, yo, this guy's speaking facts. Like, I really like this guy. I'm going to try to get more in his community. Um, not the intention of having a job with him one day more. Like, I just want to be surrounded by more of these kind of positive people. Um, yeah, and so I moved to Seattle, got this really cool job, good work-life balance, and I joined a Gary Vee's Facebook group called First in Line. Joined that at the time it was small. It's like it was like one thousand people. Now I think we just caught across fifty-one thousand. Wow. Um, and uh, it's a really active Facebook group. So I was one of the first people in there. I was engaging with everyone and the team, Team Gary Vee. They made a post like, "Hey, we're hiring four people to be moderators for this team. It's you know it's free, but you know you get to help us, the team, moderate this group and maintain its vibes." I applied, didn't think I'd get it, and a few days later I got notification that I'm one of the four moderators nice. for the group now. Yeah, and so uh, I, I work for free for like, you know, the last year, waking up 6.30 in the morning on Saturdays for my meetings, like just doing everything I could to really be a part of that community. And then, um, you know, a few months later, I'm like, yo, I'm going to move back to Dallas after five years. I'm just feeling like something feels right. I, I think it was like the guilt of being away from my family. I think the Tex-Mex just sucked in Seattle, so I had to move back to Texas. Like something was telling me I had to come back. So early March, I came back and I saw Gary Vee was going to speak in Dallas two weeks after I returned to Dallas. So, yeah, so that's like a really quick high overview um, of kind of how I got involved in that community. And then, of course, um, you know, this past March, how I got the job and how I I, I met Gary was it was like March 22nd. I came back to Dallas. Two weeks later, I'm going to this event. And the event was like a real estate wholesale, like three-day event. Um, And Gary was a keynote speaker in that. So I got a free ticket from his team, Team Gary V, to go attend. And I went to this event. I didn't know what the dress code was. Everyone's wearing suits and looking good. And I roll up in there with like torn jeans, like a coffee stained white V-neck and like a really tight hoodie that should not be sporting. (laughs) And I walk in there and uh, Gary's going on at 3 p.m. It's 8 a.m. So I'm like meeting people mingling. I make a new friend, Kim, and we're just like Kim and I are just in the lobby hanging out. And at like noon, we're just hanging out in the lobby and we look up and Gary walks in. It's my first time seeing him. He's on the phone. I'm freaking out. I'm like showing off my Gary V sneakers that I had. So he's like looking at me smiling and kindly he gestures me and Kim to like follow him. Like he points at us. He's just like, follow me. So we're following him. We look like the world's, you know, worst bouncers following him. <laughs> and uh, we, we have like three minutes with him. So I get a selfie with him. I thank him for everything he's done for me. And that's it. So I'm like, yo, this is the highlight. Like, that's it. Like, it's not going to get any better. Well, a few hours later, he does a keynote, like it's keynote time at 3 p.m. Um, and then, uh, you know, Gary comes on, he confirms that the entire keynote is going to be a Q&A. So there's two mics stationed right in the middle of the conference floor. I run behind one of them. I'm like six people deep. And I know I'm going to have a chance to ask a question in front of like 1,200 people. I just don't know what it is yet. And so I'm just scribbling down on my notebook everything, you know, just random facts about me that he should know about. And then finally, it's my turn. So I pull up to the mic. There's a big white spotlight on me. Uh, and he remembers me from the lobby. So that made me really excited. 
And then I just started talking, man. I started just telling Gary everything about me. I, t- I told Gary, like, hey, man, like, you know, uh, I'm a big fan. I'm a first-in-line moderator with you. I already work with your team on a few things. You know, I've got your shoes, your books. I even got your wine, even though I don't drink wine because I feel like I owe you. And then he jumped in. He's like, nah, you don't owe me. You did all this stuff yourself. Like, we were, like, going back and forth for a while. And, I, you know, I told him my story about leaving Amazon because he his content gave me permission. I discovered him. Just, like, gave him all the context. And we're jamming. Like, we're going back and forth. All these people are watching, so it's a good feeling. And at the end, as he's talking, I'm like, yo, I'm just going to like go for an ask and see what happens. So at the end, you know, when he jumps in and does his thing, I jump back in. I'm like, yo, so Gary, I have one final question. You know, my dream is to be on Team Gary V doing community management. And then he jumps in. He's like, can you move to New York? And I say, yeah. He's like, cool, let's do it. Dude, he hired me on the spot. Place <laughs> went nuts. They're like, everyone's applauding. It's like a proposal. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, dude, like, some, no joke. Like, everyone's freaking out. I'm on the ground because I'm freaking out. I just got my dream job, dude. This dude's throwing a chair in the air. Like, people are going nuts in this place. <laughs> oh, there's black people there. Yo, it was insane. There were people crying. Like, it was insane. And wow. then, like, he calls me up there, and there's a bell that, at this real estate conference that people are ringing whenever they're getting sales. So I'm running up there, and he's like, ring the bell. So I'm ringing this bell. I'm freaking out. Like, the whole place is going nuts, dude. And uh, sure enough, I emailed Gary that night. Next day, um, you know, his team's on that email. And two phone calls like later, they were like, yo, yeah, they're like, they're like, yo, uh, in the phone call the next week, they're like, well, you just moved to Dallas. If you need like five, six months to hang out with your family since you're already there, like take the time, man, like do what you got to do. Um, hold on, hold on. And then <laughs> these guys uh, gave you five to six months to just chill with your family. Dude, they didn't even give me, they were like, you can start in like October. I'm like, well, let's. But Amazon required a month notice so you can leave? <laughs> no, no. Amazon was like two weeks. I gave a month because I'm nice. You are the Damn, nicest man. Uh, yeah. I, was, so, I will walk out on it. Yeah. Like, no, no. <laughs> I guess I can stay for two more weeks. <laughs> no, I was, like, I was like, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was like, yo, if I stay for one month, they're not going to give me any new projects because like, right. And then I was like, I can just hire a backfill. I was, it was my first time like quitting a job, right? Like wow. after college. Like, that's, that's right? <laughs> now it's like, like now I'm it's a like. a seasoned quitter, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was my first time, like, quitting or, you know, like, actually quitting or, like, having to leave before. In college, I was working jobs, but I had to leave those because the semester ended, like, yeah. stuff like that. Right. I never had to leave like this, so that was right. why I put a one-month notice. But, yeah, man. It's still so, really nice of you. Yeah, I mean, I've had people, nice like, at my right. job, they quit and leave the same day. Yeah. They don't care. That's, Dude, that's, yeah, that's, that's at, at Seattle, at Geocaching, where I worked right before I came back to Dallas, I put a three-month notice. This man. Be- three. I gave it in. Uh, I gave it in uh, November of twenty eight, December of twenty eighteen. I left in March. Man, that's not how it's supposed to work, bro. <laughs> like, no, that's you like. <laughs> you're the nicest man on the planet. This man said, "Yo, hey, I, no, no." But let me tell you I why. Know it's gonna be rough. Yo, I'm gonna put my three year notice. <laughs> but twenty twenty one. No, listen. But like the reason I do it is because I empathize. Because I'm in HR. I'm the one hiring these people. I'm the one onboarding. I'm the one like doing all the recruiting. Right. So I get. The amount of, you know, stuff that, that it takes to get those people. And at Geocaching, where I put my three-month notice, I didn't leave because I was, like, you know, depressed or upset. It was actually really good. I just left because I was like, man, something's telling me i got to be in Dallas. Um, so it was easy to put a three-month notice. They were super cool with it. Uh, even Amazon, yeah, that one month felt a lot. Like, it was like, ah, uh, like a whole other month of this. But, um, you know, I just felt like the right thing to do. And it was. They, they honestly, like, took away all my work for the last month. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, to your point, Team Gary V gave me all the time I needed. I'm like, yo, let's do mid-August. So that's coming up in a few weeks. Uh, and I'll be in New York uh, as a resident on the team. So What's super excited. Name? What's that? What's his last name? Vaynerchuk. Vaynerchuk. Yeah, he goes by Gary V. I feel like Gary V in a second. I think it's cool how you, like, you were saying, like, yeah, five to six months to get, like, that 50K. Yeah. And then you quit with that month, but then once you got the job with like Gary Vita, like we're gonna give you five to six months to chill with your family. Yeah. So like you kinda Look say God. like that five to six months, like 
you already gonna get that fifty k off top. Yeah, yeah. That's dope, man. That is a good point. Clap it up, clap it up. That was good. That was good. Yeah, man. Like thanks, y'all. As really heartwarming, actually. You know, like how you get feeling good. Like fuck. Yeah, right. TED talk, bro. There we go. in the wrong podcast. Put us under education. Motivational speaking, bro. We talk about single video social issues. Yo, cut that clip and put some music on it. Some inspiration music. I know. The view with black people and colored people all. Oh, man. That's wild, man. No, I'm super grateful, though, man. It's crazy. Like, you know, I haven't talked to Gary, obviously, since that that whole thing took place, just his team. And, and just, you know, here's the other crazy thing. To your point, Zach, like, um, you know, when I got the opportunity in, like, March, this happened so long ago, I wanted it so bad. And also, I was just so excited about it. I'm like, yo, like, I've got five months to, like, be here and save money. Why don't you guys just give me some extra projects for free that I can do on the side? So when I come there in August, there's not even an onboarding. I get straight to it. You guys give me my laptop. I just get back to work. Uh, so I've been taking on some really cool projects on top of the first in line Facebook group I'm moderating too. Like I'm taking care of some of their Instagram uh, projects too. And so it's just fun. Like it doesn't even feel like work. It feels That's just great. like... That's the feeling you want, man. Yeah, yeah. It feels right, you know? And so the fact that I get to be there... And here's the other thing. That team, like the people that I'm going to be working with, these are people I've followed on social for the last at least two years, heavy and like you know, mess with, you know, like engage with them. And like now I have their phone numbers. They're following me on social. Like we're engaging. They're texting me, you know, feedback on stuff I'm working on. Like it's such a crazy, weird feeling. And I love it, man. It's good. That is man. Amazing, man. That's how, the, that's how it should be, honestly. Yeah. I, I like that. And, um, you know, I really hope dreams. that the rest of us get that. That's right. right. Don't yeah. let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's a good title for this podcast. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That was good work, man. I like it. I know, right? Yeah. It's crazy, but like, you know, the big, and I think God's what you and I were talking about this the other night when we, uh, when we were hanging out was like, you know, I, I always, the way I think about life is like, what, what's the worst case scenario, right? Like I, that's how I think about everything. Like someone's going to like, when someone's like, should I DM this person? I'm like, yeah, what's the worst that's going to happen? They'll ignore you. Like, is that the worst case scenario? What's the best case scenario? If something great happens, like do it, right? You know, even with Gary Vee, when I asked for that job, like, yeah, it was kind of weird to do, but in my head, in that moment, I was like, what's the worst case scenario? Like, a thousand people are going to laugh at me? Like, is that it? Because if that's the worst, like, that's not bad. Right, right. Because the upside answer. is so high. Because, I mean, yeah, I right. wouldn't even thought about that. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people have thought about right. even asking the question, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, like, I would be like, oh, it's, it's so embarrassing, and he's going to say no, and uh, you know, but exactly that, right? Like, well, like it, what is the worst that could happen? Yeah, right? they're not gonna kick you out, right? Even if they kick you out, it's like job? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate initiative. Right. Yeah, <laughs> get out. <laughs> Look at Mister Ambitious Pants over there. Right, get him right. out of here. <laughs> it's like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? We got you know? a dreamer over here, guys. And like, right. and I just want to clarify one more thing. <laughs> so, so you know, I'm going as a resident. So, really, what that translates to is an intern. Right. So so it's a six month like residency program. And then at the end, you know, we see what happens. Like hopefully there's space for me. If not, cool too. like no hard feelings. I actually got a really cool opportunity to hang out and network and learn for, right. for six months. But like even a lot of my other friends are like six months, like you're going to move to New York for a six month thing. Like what's wrong with you? Like what if it doesn't work? I'm like, yeah, but what if it does? And like, and like, even if, and by the way, even if it doesn't, like, even if let's say I go six months or like, you know, we love you, you're cool, but like, we really just don't have a place for you, whether it's budget or you're just, you know, you just don't have the skills maybe. But like, that's crazy. Cause I got to spend six months networking with people that are like people I've looked up to for so long. I get some more FaceTime with Gary and just the networking and the skill building I'm going to do is so worth it. And from there I'll go wherever. So, yeah. you know, it's crazy. I don't even think like that long term. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why not? Like, you, I think you're doing it right. Like, we're, I agree, yeah. You're seeing the world. I mean, hey, get to live in New York, too. Right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> right. to be honest with you, we're part of New York. 
I don't know yet. Like, I mean, he works at like, I mean, the works in Hudson Yards, but like, I'm going to be, you know, living in probably Brooklyn, Queens, maybe uh, even Jersey City. Whoa! <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, bro. <laughs> you got you to teach me some moves it's before no, I leave. It's not like piss over there, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, you. I'm ready for it. I, I'm out. You'll, you'll, you'll get used to like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right. Bro. Come back to Dallas and like, the air is so crisp here. <laughs> <laughs> I love Richardson. Straight inhaling people's like fecal matter. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, man. for real. It's crazy up there. Great city. <laughs> Great oh, city. No. I love it. Oh, no. It's like, it's like when I lived in Seattle, like downtown Seattle was like, that it's like downtown seattle all over the place but with a lot more people like it's Fair. It's, it's gross but i don't know i'm excited for it. i think the pe- the types of people i'm gonna meet are gonna be so all over the place and diverse like not just like diverse like backgrounds but also just like what they're doing like there's gonna be some wall street people there's gonna be some like videographers making eight bucks an hour like it's gonna be just a yeah. wide range people of people hustling, bro. yeah it's gonna be crazy i feel like the energy of this, the people that are like trying to go after what they want is just gonna like keep me going yeah yeah uh, i could definitely see that you you also mentioned like LinkedIn, like, wh- yeah. what's on LinkedIn, honestly? Like, I just don't use it. Dude, yeah. LinkedIn is my yeah. favorite platform ever made in, in ever. Really? really? Like, that shit's changed my life, man. So, like, when I, so going back a little bit, late t- 2017, I left my job at Amazon. The next morning, like, a weirdo. And, like, I are wrote, you saying this as, like, an HR person? Or are you no. saying it, like... No, no, I, not even HR. Just talking about personal branding. Okay. Like the thing that a lot of people are trying to do on Instagram right now, it's much easier to do oh, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. LinkedIn like a hundred really, times better. Yeah. LinkedIn right now is like the old school Facebook where you could get viral and like make it. And so, you know, when I uh, took that six hour drive to, uh, to Toronto, Canada, just to like get out of my head and just go see what this thing's about. Um, you know, I went there and people are like, you need to start documenting because you're just really articulate. You can probably write well. And, um, and I just started documenting my journey in those three weeks. I didn't have a job, just like talking about my unemployment journey, the people I'm interviewing with. Why is it, you know, what does interviewing mean to me? Not as an HR, but more just like a candidate that's like trying to figure out life. Um, and then one of the people I met at that event six hours away, which I came to, that person, Yash, uh, ended up hosting, uh, his own LinkedIn meetup a few months later that I was a keynote speaker at in Canada. So I moved, I, so I drove to Canada a few months later to go be a keynote speaker at that event. So that was a cool opportunity too. Wow. So that was a cool opportunity out of it. Um, and, and just a lot of people I met that are amazing that I've hung out with in person as well. And then, um, yeah, man, it's just turned into a lot of cool network. Uh, like my network's expanded significantly. Like about people in every country now that I know if I go to that country, I have people to visit. Um, and just Zimbabwe. Man, I got to work on that one. Yeah. Uh, not every country. I feel like, I feel like. I hear line of the people. <laughs> I feel like a solid, you know what? I feel like a solid like 110 countries, like out of 193. I feel like it's pretty, I feel like it's like a good amount. Um, yeah, man, but it's cool. Like, but, but things just from a, like a tactical point, anything you post on LinkedIn goes, it's pretty, like the organic reach is high. So things like hit. Like there's a lot more right. views on stuff. So if you can figure out a way to post on there, like share your thoughts or whatever you think is valuable, it's going to be seen by a lot more people. So I think that's really cool. I, I've noticed like you're very, like very methodical, like more so than I think the normal person is. And I, I can say it because like he just named how many countries in the world, which I wasn't even aware of. Um, and then but he also, throughout the whole time he was talking, he was giving us dates. As yep. if I was going yeah, to quiz yeah, him. Yeah, later. you yes. were like, yeah, precisely. He was like, then March 22nd, then I got my ass out of, off the couch. And, you know what I mean? I, I like that because that's how life goes. There's seconds right. and seasons of like life. So at this point, I was on this shit. Yes. This is how I was feeling. I go by music. And then this shit. Honestly, oh, fair, fair. I just, I like literally, I'd be like remembering songs. Like, okay, well, yeah, around that time, I was doing this with this person. And yeah, then this, like, I kind of remember yeah, yeah. weird things. Like, but I don't then, go off a date. Yeah, and you're I, like, I do both. I do the music I get it. Yeah, I know the music thing because I'm like, oh, man, Corday's albums came out. So that yeah. Means, like, yeah, yeah. Drake just came out. Yeah, yeah. I, was in, I was in senior year of high school. It was, yeah, Freddie Gibbons. He like, uh, again on Friday. Care package. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. He really has it. Is it yeah, good? Yeah. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, we, I feel like we should talk about that. Oh, it's just the same hits. It's hits. Okay. You had to show him his respect, Check it out. 
You talking about Freddie Gibbs? No, or? no, 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 no dude, about that was amazing. I was like, Bandana, Bandana was, was good. I need to go. You do like, need I to really dude. Have you guys Gibbs. have heard the Lost Boy though, right? That's like everyone's yeah. listening to that. Corday. Yeah, I, I love Corday. Man, that's such a good album because I love it because it's like send those books. And then also like Freddie Gibbs did a freestyle over Dom Candy's my my type of party. Yeah, yeah. I love. And he's holding his son. No, the freestyle is great. His son's just like absorbing these lyrics, but like low key sitting there like yeah, this freestyle's a four. Wow. You go way harder at home, pops. It's it's. I've seen that. It was really good. Wow, that's cool. Man, that's dope. Oh shit! Wait, so what, what should people what should people be listening to like right now? Like, um, I guess yeah. all you guys because like, you guys just put out like, I would a put, lot. Like, I haven't heard the Freddie Gibbs album. And yeah, I would say it's good. I yeah, know no, Freddie Bandana Gibbs. Bandana is good. The Lost Boy is my out? pick right now. When did Bandana? Out? Yeah. Bandana maybe came out like a month ago. Yeah, okay. last yeah. month. I didn't hear anything Cause, about cause that. Because it's him and Madlib, and Madlib is a legend. And then okay. And then in Bandana, Killer Mike and Pusha T have a good collab. What was it? Palm tree or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. Palm olive. Palm, Palm olive. olive. Yeah. You know Palm olive. I'm, I'm going to tell you to go get it. Go get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Palm olive. Uh. All right, Mike. Bro, and like then, uh, Lost Boys, my, my, like, I, I just think it's such a well developed album, man. Like, I don't, like, you know, and I, I don't know if this is, this is controversial or not, but I, I literally, that same feeling I had when I was younger and I listened to Man on the Moon for the first time. And you know, Woo! the first time you listen to an album and you listen to the whole thing. And then before you know, it's the first song and you're like, wait, holy shit. I just listened to like that many songs. Yeah. That experience is the same thing I feel when I listen to Lost Boy right now. Corday's album the flows the beats That's everything's amazing. so yeah, you know, beautifully it done it, it feels like a complete experience it's a whole package there's not one song that stands out and all the beats are all over the place but it just flows so well the thing yeah. is I, I, you brought up a good point just now. I, and correct me if i'm wrong how do y'all feel about this because like i feel like in that 2010 ish era of music like albums felt like they were complete pieces of work yeah, yeah. like when i think oh, of absolutely. man on the moon 2 like man on the moon 2 was consistently it was like that vibe yeah, and I felt. I remember like all the songs were just like right they there. Hit. Uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. All the songs were right there. Like it was that vibe. Mm-hmm. So good. It's like now I'm kind of listening to the albums and it's just like it's just like here's six songs, and they you know they kind of whatever. Yeah. Like, it, I'm kind of really, getting that a lot with it. Really with depends albums on now. it. Really depends on who's dropping because like both. Yeah. Know that, I mean Kanye, Kid Cudi. This is this is good music. But Kanye's been off his shit. Like for me personally. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After after Dark Twisted Fantasy, a lot of his albums are just kind of like they just kind of like I think Jay Cole. They, they okay. Doing. J. Cole, though, I mean, he's still, I think he's trying to put out that kind of like overall package, you know? I almost want to say say it's like, it's like the quality has dropped by, that sounds like too over encompassing. I'm not really sure. I feel you, but like, there's also like Maxwell Cream dropped his album, Mm. his debut, and it was amazing. And it was like a very good, well thought out, again, he's just telling a story, and it all flows kind of the same way like as that does. Yo, it's that origin story. Yeah. Like when you have like rappers coming up with their first. Like being hungry, I guess. Yeah, that being hungry. Yeah, just talk about their like. Maxwell is the most, the most hood of the hood rats. I love it. Maxo Cream. Maxo Cream. Man. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. So we got your three, which which I hadn't even like. I didn't even know Freddie Gibbs came out, which I'm so bad, right? Freddie and Gibbs then, is yeah. such a good rapper. Man. Yeah, I like, so yeah I, like, I like his stuff, but yeah, now I'm like, oh, okay, I need to go listen to that. Yeah, Bandana, then, The Lost Boy. I'm thinking what else I heard recently that's really uh, good. I know Chance came out with his thing. Oh, that that was... I've heard that one, and I'm very much like, like man about it. I liked it, but yeah, I liked it, but you know, everyone, everyone is just like universally like just didn't like it. You, did you guys like it? Did you like it? Oh, okay. Like, I, I only listened to like the whole thing. I only listened to it once. I didn't like it. I felt that it was missing. I don't know. It just felt a little. It just felt. I don't know. I just. I and I don't know how much of it's because I had high expectations of chance. 
because I think he's just such high caliber. Yeah, because yeah, I haven't heard it objectively, I guess. Because when I first heard it, I'm like, because I was waiting, right? When you, especially when you dropped that cu- the album cover, I was like, yo, here we go. Yep. Chance the Big Rapper. Day. Let's go. Album of the year. And then I heard him like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing about it is that's because when Coloring Book came out, yeah. it slapped a bunch of people in the face. Yes. Because yeah. I, I knew he's, he's been making, you know, since, you know, 10 days. Yeah. Making great mixtapes. So yeah. Whenever, yeah. You know, whenever, the, rap, whenever yeah. Coloring Book came out, I was like, oh, bet. Like, it's going to be great. But when I heard it and I heard the mix of like the trap and the gospel, yeah. like, oh, wow, he, he don't went a whole different lane with this. And then he just blew all the way up at that point. So yeah. I feel like, the, yeah, the expectation was really high. Because for me, I was happy with this last work. Mm. I didn't like all the songs, but that's not, it's just that's like, never that happens. was about it. I don't right. 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 I feel like there's like, it's just me. I feel like there's this curse on people who mm. win uh, Grammys, best new artist. Right. Oh, I can you ever look that. at people who win best new artist? Now you can win best rap album, you still good, but it feels like everybody <laughs> who wins best new artist, it always feels like they have more pressure on on them. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like if you notice, like I think when Kanye was up, I think he lost to Noah Jones, and I don't listen to Noah Jones like that. But like I remember that one song, he couldn't go nowhere right here in that damn song. Mm. And then like after like when our second album dropped, no, it wasn't Noah. Who was it? I, I forget, but it seemed like everybody, because like, remember when J. Cole lost to Bonnie Vera, I was a big Bonnie Vera fan, and then the like, album came out, so that's like, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. It seems like everybody who wins like that best new album, uh, best new artist, uh, old girl who won over, uh, who won last year over, uh, not Camilla. I didn't keep it with the awards, honestly. I, 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 yeah, I'm I, bad I, at that. I love I love watching the Grammys and like doing okay. like mm-hmm. stats and shit on that shit. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Do you think it's like because of like, they now have a production and that production is not what they were doing before. Because a lot of times, you know, these artists, they kind of have their own dude making music for them. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll make up their own beats, and that kind of gives them their own vibe. It's it's weird. Um, Once it's, they get that money. I feel like it's, right. it, could be a, it could be a mixture of that. But also, it's just like, it's just something about it. It's like, you know, like how they used to say the Madden curse. Yeah, I was thinking right. exactly that. Like, right. if you're on the cover of Madden, you're going to have a bad year. Mm. But I just feel like... Uh, it's more the pressure. Yeah. And like then once like the people who had the chance, like, remember when Kendrick won against, uh, he lost to Ooh. Macklemore. Everybody know Kendrick should have won all those awards he was up for, but he lost. Macklemore came out with a second album, <laughs> didn't do much. Yeah, I actually listened. To it. I enjoyed it. Which one? The, the, was it the heist. The heist was the first one. I fucked with the heist heavy. The heist, yeah, the heist is good. That was really good. And then the next album was like the, it looked like a Bible. It was like it was red and shit. Huh. They had the song Downtown. Like you might have heard Downtown. That might I be heard the Downtown. Single. I remember yeah. the song he you did... heard from that album. Right, right, and he right. Went solo. Wow. Then. When's that next time? Last time you heard from Macklemore? He, he I, does have a single right now because I heard it over this week. Oh, something. yeah. I, just, I don't even know what the name of it, it is. It just dropped. But I, yeah, but I heard his voice and I was just like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I put it in the chat. I was like, oh, I'm glad. Yeah, I'll stand. I'll stand. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about. I stand for Macklemore, bro. Like Macklemore yeah, is dope. Yeah. Like he's yeah. as far as being an artist that like pays tributes and just being a, a respectful dude. Like I really fuck with Macklemore. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I enjoy. But like just going back like to the thing. But like right. after. Once that after he won the award, yeah, and that second that second album came out, it didn't do much. Kendrick went away for a little bit. Tipper Butterfly, arguably the most important album of the decade. God. Right. On his third album, Damn. 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 And that's all you can say. Damn. damn. So good. <laughs> you know what's dope about the, the story? Damn. Okay. That album, I was trying to get it, and uh, I was getting my car fixed. And I was like, man, I got to spend this money on my car getting fixed. And this, I, was, I went to South Dallas because, you know, like they know how to do shit. So, <laughs> I went to South Dallas, and this, this, this chick, it was this one chick, she was working as, she was a mechanic, and she was like, Yo, you, I was like, she's like, yo, you heard that Kendrick album? And I was just like cleaning myself out of my car. And I was like, nah, not yet. I'm trying to get it though. She Bluetooth all the songs, the whole straight album, Snap. high quality to my phone. Like while she was working on my car, she was Bluetooth and everything. I was oh, like, you, you say about that was damn. Bro, damn. <laughs> the whole day. Yo, I took a sick day to listen to damn. 
That's like, how it was. like I woke up that morning. I was like, I was at Amazon anyway, so I was like, man, this job sucks. And then I woke up I'm like, nope, not going to work today. Wow. Kendrick just I'll came out. I first heard Damn, I ain't like. Really? Like Even that intro where they like when he switches it up. Hey guys, well, he's crashing right here. I'll no, take, no. The mic, take the mic. Take the mic. Take the mic. If you know me, I'm a big Kendrick fan. Of course, yeah, yeah. I met him like a number of times. What? Yeah. Really? I got I got damn sign. I got uh what? butterfly sign. I got uh, Untitled Master sign. It's just something about like it's me sometimes when I find an album they get in that mold that mm-hmm. I've enjoyed them. Like I really enjoyed Pimp Butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. And like and to, for him to go to damn like I feel like he was stepping backwards. But at the same time, I understand why he did that with Damn. Because honestly, reason why, mm-hmm. if you really like Damn, you probably didn't like the Pimp Butterfly. That's exactly where I'm at. I get what you're saying. I did not like the Pimp Butterfly, but I like Damn. I love the Butterfly, but I didn't like Damn. I think, but it is more important. It was something but where honestly, the messages on there needed to be said. The Pimp yeah. Butterfly is the album that should have came out after Section 80. Mm. Section 80 was fine. And Damn is the album oh, that so everybody wanted after Good Kid Mad City. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you notice, everybody who came in during Good Kid Mad City. They didn't like Spin Butterfly. But I, right. yeah. if you really enjoy Section 80, then you hear Spin Butterfly. Yeah, like, Section 80 man, is a lot, a lot good of point. storytelling. It's a lot but of also, I, I just go back, like, we were talking about Chance. Like, I feel like once you win that Best New Artist Grammy, yeah. you have all the pressure behind you. Like, you can be making some of the best music that you ever, ever had, but at the same time, people are not going to like it. It's, yeah. it's, just, it's just weird to me. Like, I just it's just something I always watch. It's whoever wins the Best New Artist, I'm like, I want to see what they're going to do on their next album. Yeah. Hopefully, they break this curse. And... Yeah, because for not me, bad. I was told before I listened to the Chance album that people didn't like it, that it was that it was bad. Right. And I was and I was like, oh man, I, I wonder how he went left. And then I listened to it. I mean, me and guys were just sitting here. I was like, I don't I don't like all these songs, but I don't have a problem with none of this. Because yeah. people were talking the one review you told me to watch. I got through it, and this is like he was talking about like, oh like Chance keeps bringing up that he's married. I'm like, well yeah, he may, got married. Like, he's <laughs> happy as shit. Hilarious. Because we remember the old songs where he's talking about being lonely, and yeah. we love those songs because you know you relate to it. But like now he's not lonely. I expect to constantly hear about that. Right. Trust me, bro. I can make up. What? Y'all gonna hear from me a lot. I'm a <laughs> husband now. That's my wife. That's the thing. For it, a minute. It, 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 like, it got to this point where, cause like, you went from a single life, like, you were a single boy, like, single man living your life. What it came off to me, okay, two things came off. It sounded like that album was so all over the place and the way he was approaching the music. It sounded like he, okay, he's Kanye's protege type thing. It sounded like he was really trying to be. Kanye's protege, like he hmm. he do random bursts of just yelling and shit, like Kanye does. But and he was I, doing a, he was doing a lot, and I was that. like, that's also his ad lib. Yeah, I, no, I haven't heard the yeah. album, so I can't really say much. No, nah, the one where he started just yelling, "Fuck it," like it was like mid song. He just fuck it, fuck it, fuck. It. I was like, bro, this sounds oh, ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about this that. Is, this is like this is just there. dumb. Like <laughs> it sounded bad. Like I, you, okay, you know, okay, that's one song though. That was just one song that he did that on, and like also. Yeah, I, 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 that's his thing. That's I, that I, thing. I don't like that. Like, I remember listening to Acid Rap, and I was so annoyed I with how it. many times he I was love how he did Because I was like, the flow, and I was like, bro, I'm trying to listen to you. It's, it's syncopated. I, I like that shit. And that's, for me, that's what really cold rappers do. Like, they're so advanced, they can do some ridiculous shit, yeah. and it's still hard. Personally, personally. I, I had to know where. Let's be real. Best ad-libs in the game, ASAP Ferg. Can we be in agreement? I don't say the best. But ASAP Ferg like got ad-lib. like nine different ad libs. I like them. But I don't think one of them he just one of them he just be who who. I'll be like I'm like, getting hype, bro. I'll be like in it. Because yeah. like for, for me as far as ad libs, I like Larry June, but he's not a much better well known. I just went back. Uh, this. I just listened to Larry June's project like a couple weeks ago. Right. Mm. I like I like Larry June's. His ad libs are fire. Like uh, that should make you like. Um, he has a few of them as well. Where it's just like um. Like goddamn, but it, 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 it's just the way he'll say it on the track at the time. Mm-hmm. Like he'll stop me, like, "Baby, can you pass me that? Uh, pass me the oranges right there, real quick." <laughs> Appreciate you, but you gotta, you gotta check out Larry June, dog. 
And then Migos. The fuck? Well, uh, I don't uh, give a I damn about, about Migos. I, I, I don't think nobody's still touching like when Jesus was out. Like even I wasn't a big Jesus fan, but everybody was doing to chill. Yeah. <laughs> hey. No, I love, I love that Bro, shit. Bro, uh, that, that era of music is probably my favorite. Honestly, when I say, uh, not the 2000s, not that when we were in high school. Right. That era of music was like very, like, it was cool. It was like it was like that, you know, Kanye. Uh, yeah, I personally, cent. I personally like, um, like yeah, like when we were like leaving right high school, that. yeah, because that's when like, TDE really came through. Yeah, and even though, okay, here's the thing, I wasn't a big, um, I love Schoolboy uh, Q, yeah. one of my favorite artists, oh, honestly. Yeah. He came out with his album. J Rock had his shit out. TDE was moving. It was like, uh, Ken, Ken, or what was Kanye? Kendrick had his shit coming out. He was kind of becoming more mainstream. Yeah. Um, Section eighty, right? Yeah, yeah, around that time it was, yeah. yeah. Like Section 80, uh, sorry. Because that's when the, like, Cause, yeah. uh, uh, it was, I think because, like, three albums came out, like, four, three or four albums came out. It was like, because uh, I think, I remember Schoolboy Q dropped uh, Setbacks and Section 80 dropped. Setbacks. Jonathan, yeah. Uh, Birds and the Beast. Uh, control. Uh, he dropped Control System. Control System. It was Control System. No, uh, no, because J Rock also dropped his album. Follow Me, Welcome Me Home. Follow Me Home. Follow Me Home. Uh, he dropped it, like, right after Section 80. Then it was control system. Then and Absol had his. Yeah, control system. Yeah. Then it. Was yeah, yeah. Mad City. Then, uh, no. What came out before Big Hit Mad City? Uh, Habits of Contradictions. Yeah. Yeah. So like mm. they they were like dropping like. Habits of Contradictions is good. A lot. Like all the time. Yeah. My shit. Mine might be like 2007, 2011. Like fresh out of high school because like graduation dropped. That that mix the can't tell me done mixtape dropped the day before my graduation. Whoa. Yeah, so you you were you were graduating while we were like I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. So you were like that grade right above us, basically that that not that even era. It's just like the yeah. dudes right above us. That's cool. Okay, so yeah, you were with the the when uh Get Money came out and stuff. Yeah, I that was that era. That. <laughs> wow. I can really like that song. But I think I I'm more identified with like I think my, one of my favorite tours is Great Hangover Tour. Okay. It was uh Kid Cudi, Asheroth, Asheroth, and Pac Div. Boy, damn. And yes. Pac wow. Div, I forgot he existed. Yeah, Pac Div. Like that was that was our me and my cousin first time hearing of them. Like yeah, but like we listened to their, uh, that Church League Champions tape. Like before the, before it came out, like, not before before the tour. So we was like, okay, this. So we need to get familiar. And I remember we were like, this shit jams. And then so when they came out, like we were like the on, some of the only people who was like knew we were in our section. So I remember, like, it's crazy, like, going to shows and seeing the artists, like, they see that you appreciate the music, then, like, just seeing them, like, do the little point. Like, that, I still get chills from that shit. Like, even though, like, oh, this nigga saw me and shit, then, like, be rapping to you. But that, like, that whole show, I went and saw that tour twice. Like, they uh, they did Dallas on, like, the 29th of July. I was going to Houston that weekend. They were going to be in Houston that Friday. I went Bro. to that show twice. Wow. You know what I just thought? When you brought that up, I'm sorry. It's like... Whenever there's a white artist that I really fuck with, like Asheroth, I used to really fuck with Asheroth. He had a uh, Sierra and Foy. What was the name of that album, Jerome? You remember? I remember. Uh, sleep. Uh, which one? Uh, sleeping was, in the Sleeping the, sleep the Bread Out. Sleeping the Bread Out. Sleeping the Bread Out was cool, but yeah, there's yeah. one that had like a, a piece of like meat on a plate. It was a mixtape. I don't know. I remember Paps and Jazz a mixtape. Paps and Jazz fire. was fire. Like I know so you talk about the one. It was like French and shit. Yeah, it was and like then, Sierra like, Foy or something. Yeah, and then uh, that yeah, one the and Paps and Jazz. Both dope, bro. Yeah. They're both uh, like really good pieces of work. Mm-hmm. And Ashroth is like one of those dudes who's he's really you can tell he's real self reflective. But every him and Macklemore, I like Macklemore too. Mm-hmm. Macklemore is just cool. He's just trying to he's trying to make 
he's trying to use his art form to say something to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can come off cheesy, but he's trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I like both those dudes a lot. But whenever, whenever a white dude makes really good hip hop music, for some reason, they just be gone after a minute. <laughs> they just like dip. But I'm for some saying, reason, I'm, we, I'm, I'm stuck think- with Jay, Jay, Jeezy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But for some reason, we still hear with G Easy, and I don't, I don't want to hear him, bro. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. What's crazy? I don't listen to G Easy. Good. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but as an engineer, yeah, I like hearing his voice. Right. He has I, a perfect rap voice. I know why. Right. No matter, no matter. Like, listen to it. He has a perfect rap voice. Yes. I may not like his music, like the way he when speaks. He, when he, he's, I mean, he sounds like <laughs> somebody could say he's, he's, he basically, he's like a white Drake. But for some mm. reason, his voice is like perfect. Like, it's weird. Like, I can listen to a song, like, Jeezy pop up with a song. I'm not listening to none of this. He's saying, saying, I'm like, who makes this? And why is this? Oh, that's what you're saying. No, because he, he enunciates. It's, yeah, he, he, he does really, cause there's a, there's a line. I can't remember what he said. He'd be like, da, 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 da. And I'm fucking your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, bro, why did you say that? <laughs> that was the least intimidating fucking my girlfriend I've ever heard in my life. Like, yeah. But I've heard a couple. But like <laughs> that time, like man, I tell you, Asheville put on a great show. Like oh, for real? He put on a great. Like he came out. Like you remember, he had lock on my go kart, so he would come out like in a little four wheel and shit. <laughs> he had a full. He had a full band. Honestly, more artists need to put full bands with their, with their shows. Like especially rap artists, it adds a different like the dimension to yeah. it. Yeah, it adds a different I, thing I to that. it. For what? For performance, for like performance you know, like you can because we 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 listen to the music all day. I don't want to pay to see to see you perform. That's why I, I didn't understand concerts for the longest until yeah. I actually I went for free. But I went to the damn concert where Kendrick came yeah. here and Travis opened for him, and I was I my, my, my soul was. <laughs> I had a headache like out because this was my first time seeing Travis. Right, it was like you got to see him. You got to see him. He puts on a good. He puts on a good show, but. I was like, though, I'm done with all this auto tune. I can't right. do auto tune, bro. Like, I, feel I, I thought that was just me, but like, I but, feel the exact way. Like, auto tune gets to me real quick. But when he performs, he, like he still performs to the boy. track. Right. He still performs to even this is big ass show. You you perform to the track? No, dog. Like, mm. I understand you put on you put on this great show for these people. You got this bird flying right. on the stage. <laughs> I thought it was great. fake. <laughs> I didn't even think it was real at first. I was like, there's no damn, there's no damn owl. Then it was he, just he was there, bro. I was like, whoa. <laughs> but like. Then like he he was on there for like five songs like okay this is it right and he's still performing to your track even like when Kendrick came out you heard you heard the band you heard the drum like you heard the actual like kick drum yeah Kendrick. with an eight oh eight and Kendrick it's like came with that shit though it adds an extra dimension and like what's funny some people like uh with the Great Hangover tour I don't like because Kid Cudi and Astro they were co headlining yeah but mm-hmm. Kid Cudi always went on last but he didn't have the band. He had a different energy, but when Asher came out, it was just like a fucking party. Like he mm. came, he came out, he you know stage diving and shit. It was funny. He actually uh, teabagged my homeboy. Wow, bro, <laughs> lucky nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he teabagged my homeboy, and it was like we were joking on him afterwards. And then after the show, like he came out, it was like, hey, you know, because we were like, dog, you got teabagged. He's like, no, I didn't, no, I didn't, no, I didn't. The boy dunked on him, bro. <laughs> then, like it was funny. Asher, he he like ran past everybody. Like, everybody like, Asher, Asher. He stopped and my homeboy was like, yo, I, I apologize. I'm sorry for doing what you did. My boy was like, <laughs> like yeah, you got teabagged by Asheroff. <laughs> but, uh, you're kind of his bitch now, bro. <laughs> yeah. But no, but adding those, like, adding those drums and, and the live, like, live band. Cause even I've been to shows, they just have a, the, a drummer. It right. still adds mm-hmm. something different to it. But like, when I tell you, that dude put on the show. He put on a crazy show. I, I remember but, that was the, the image that people had cause the, the, his main song that went single, his single was, um, 
I love college. So when I brought talked to, to people about him back, even back then, cause I actually went and listened to his music. And he had like common knowledge and shit. Like he had a bunch of dope songs that came out. And people were like, oh, you mean that I love college dude? I was like, his hey, album, uh, Sleep, on the, uh, Sleep on the Bread, I was, it was a great album. Like I, it's been a while since I've listened to it, but I still go back to listen to La Da, As I Am, uh, Lion Roar. As I Am was good and Lion Roar. Lion Roar, when he's like basically like trying to match Bust Rhymes' flow. But of course, you know, Bust Rhymes, Bust Rhymes. Yeah. But. Like, there's songs I still go back to on the album and listen to, like... Paps and Jazz. Mm, Hit yeah. that shit. If you haven't heard Paps and Jazz, it's an album that sticks. It. You got I it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you I, like, I used to go back and listen. I listen to Hot Wings a lot on uh on the, the Seared album. Uh, Seared, I like, I like stuff he does with Pac-Div, too. What's up? He does some songs with Pac-Div. That's how I heard about Pac-Div originally. And they have a great chemistry, man. Yeah, because so, Pac-Div, one of them is a part of also Audio Push, right? Uh, No, I think... Or is it somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in there? Somebody, so Audio Push is with Hit Boy, right? I think they produce a lot with him, but it's two rappers yeah, in the audio. Up, yeah. I think we're going too deep. We're going too deep into the rap game. Yeah, we've lost eighty nine percent of our <laughs> I'm viewers. Y'all, 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 I'm there, guys. We'll Bruh, take the mic. We went from we went from we went from black privilege. To, uh, <laughs> yeah. We went straight to his a TED talk, and now we talking about like legit. Like I was like, div. I was like, uh, I, I, I don't know. If people are gonna still with us. God don't fall asleep at the computer. You know what we talking about. I was like, I, I wish I was cool like you guys, but um, yeah, I listen to music too. Have you guys heard of Lupe Fiasco? Hey, man. <laughs> Lupe, yeah, Lupe was very influential, yes, honestly. Yeah. For me, yes. like personally, he was definitely an older brother like, figure. Mm. First celebrity I got starstruck. Lupe? Yeah. I can feel that. Yeah. Like, I was, it was a uh, meet and greet and shit for, after the cool. I'm about to say, was it the cool album? Woo! Yeah, yeah. The height. Yeah. Yeah. The height of the for me, I'm going to say it on this mic. The cool album for me is like what Michael Jackson's bad album is for some other people. Mm-hmm. Every uh, song on that hoe. What's going to happen bad is... as far as like the album, bad, the Michael Jackson's okay. album bad, but like where every song is a goddamn hit, mm-hmm. but like they didn't get the attention that they needed. No. Yeah. People didn't absorb the cool the way it needs no, to cool be absorbed. Got, the, the cool got his response... Cause it went, I believe it went gold. It might be platinum now. I hope it's platinum now. But mm. it's crazy going to like when we went to the Glow in the Dark tour. Lupe was the first person on, right? But it's at six thirty. Damn. Whoa. And oh, I remember oh, everybody bro. was like, "Oh, Lupe gonna come on before Kanye?" Because Rihanna's on stage. Like Lupe are born. Wow. And so Lupe had that. He had that crowd. I think it was just that uh, label shit and, and lasers. Right, right, right. Atlantic right. Records and stuff. Huh? You talking about Atlantic and everything else? Yeah. yeah there's think, a lot of issues. Yeah, I think it was that. And then like you know, you could tell like he was he you know he wasn't feeling the same love and, and all that. But man, Lupe like when I met him like, well I when I met him like you know I'm like everybody asking these questions and stuff. I was like. So the next album really gonna be your last album? <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Some get this dumbass kid out of my face." <laughs> I remember like being so shocked, like when we, like when we shook hands, like he had a way, like you no, know, you, you like you snapping shit, but he did it to where like we both snapped at the same time. I remember being a kid, like, "Whoa, what this dude?" And I just Bro. Was, like walking off, like. Wow, I be telling people that, like, no, I tell people that all the time, like, I'll never when you walk into you give him a handshake, like. There's like there's a, like a synergy or like a trust you can get with someone if it, if it just connects. If it like hits, you walk right? someone like, hey, what's up? And it's just bye bye. Y'all hit that hell together. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not the snap, it doesn't always have to be the snap. Right? I, I have don't to, like, to explain this smooth. shit. I don't I'm snap. A, I'm not a snap. No. I like doing a snap. I don't snap normally. I don't. I only snap if the other person snaps. I'm like, all right, we, got, we snapping. We snapping now. But I don't snap. I like bow. Boom. See, I just I be leaving. I be like, what's up? And a lot of times I go for the 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 chest pounce. I be like, I bring them in for the hug, the half hug. 
Because I'm, that's my that's my thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? We all different. We all yeah. different. But it I need your vibe to, with me. It is an energy with that, like, cause you know you can just go up to somebody like we like how we just did that. Like you just that's that it. smooth shit. And, like I don't I, gotta I be you. looking. And right, exactly. Wow. But and then also it's like, wow. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm taking notes. But it's also like what, what you do. Like I mostly do that. Like if I'm in motion. Right, right, right. And, like when people are in motion, like because we both going opposite ways. Right. So like we just bam. Go in, Bump and in. Bam. Yeah. I still do the snap though. Oh, see, that, that's like my mind's like that's like the snap is like smooth. I mm-hmm. feel like that's like a spirit. Like you just smooth as shit. But like you gonna do your thing. My thing is like I'm like my thing is like, and they know this. Like I'm just very much like I'm I'm a very loving like yeah. person. I he's, just be in it. So he's when physical. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's I, really I, I, I'm what like, he's hey, what's up, bro? Pop, boom. I always did it. And be like, what's up? And then we start talking. Like, yeah, that's me. But bro, that's how I, 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 I put them in my pecs, nigga. But like, also, just, it's it's also like was weird, like. Us as black men, like it's it's hard for us to show. Like we're not supposed to show like emotion towards each other. So our easiest way of doing that, cause like you go to some dudes, like you might go to a hug, like nah, nigga. Uh, this, 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 oh, bro, see you. You, you, don't, you don't know me very well, nigga. No, no, no. no. That boat itself. No, what I'm, what I'm saying, like you know, growing up, like we didn't, like you know, you, you hug somebody, like nah, we don't do that over here. And so like, yeah, yeah. And so for a way to to do that to show that emotion, like you really, you know, we really, we really love somebody, like. You do the handshake and then you go in for the hug, like, and I think us as black people, like, you know, we get we get away from it's, that. Like, it's definitely we, a trust thing too. Yeah, we we definitely getting away from that. But I remember growing up, like, we couldn't really like a hug. Don't even smile on your pictures, bro. Yeah, yeah you couldn't remember hug other dudes. People didn't understand why I did that, like, because I remember when I uh he he knows me. He knew me back when like during your era when you was like Jerome, that is. Yeah, Jerome, my boy Jerome. <laughs> he's been with me for a minute, and he remembers like, okay. The people I was running with and the, the the type of person I was back then, it's not like it's changed drastically, but the way, like you're saying, yeah. the way the meta worked as far as like, what you were allowed to do as far as, you know, being out here, yeah. it's like I didn't smile on my pictures. Like, if you look through all my old stuff, like, there was no smiling. He saw if you smile. Yeah, bro, straight up. It was just like, you just, you just, you just like, you take your photo. Like, and it, it's even weird to take a photo. Like, why are you taking all these photos, bro? It's just like, yeah, no, yeah, right. yeah. you know what I, didn't, I mean? Like, why, like, I didn't, like, I had I didn't like really. Pictures. It all makes sense now. Cause I'm like, why are you, <laughs> why is it so hard to get you to take a picture? Yeah, like, oh, like, no, I'm really no, trying, bro. This social media thing, I'm really trying. He knows. He seen me. Like, I did not take photos. Like, my whole childhood, it only exists because I tell y'all I'm here. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I didn't, if I wasn't here, y'all wouldn't even know I existed, bro. I've taken, like, taking three, three, three selfies girl. in my whole life, bro. Like, yeah. I've... You be taking pictures with the finest girl in school, and y'all, and she got, she got a thing for you, but you in a picture like this. You, 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 act like you don't give a fuck, bro. Like, on the inside, you happy as hell, but you like this. Bro, all the time, man. Like, I've always wondered that, because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I, I guess I understood, but for me, I just didn't fit to that norm myself, you know? At, at the same time, like, right now, I am forcing myself to do more social media. I didn't take selfies until, honestly, like, last year. Right. You know, and that was because of the job I was in, right? Exactly. And then now it's like, okay, I got to build my brand up, so I guess I got to take more pictures, right? You got to learn the rules, man. Yeah, I, exactly. I think you knew with me. with me, I got into the social media thing, like, like early this year, yeah, this year, going into the fights and stuff, I was like, okay, I got it. Like, I even put a video. I was like, all right, uh, this is me talking. <laughs> We're doing this now. I'm right. gonna do this. Like, I'm gonna be on your your feed all the time now, being like real lame and cheesy. You know, what I mean, that's just what it is now. And it's just like <laughs> I gotta I gotta really break the habit because my brother began on my lo- my younger brother. He's already in that wave of just being. Yeah, he's he's on top of it. Yeah, he's yeah. They could, the the young generation ain't the same as the hood generation. The young generation is like we're the hood generation, bro. Our, our generation was way more like it was like you got to remember it was like the music we listened to kind of shaped us. Yeah, everything was hard, everything bro. Was hard. Had, that's why like when Kanye came out, it was it was different. Like it was like that's why so many people gravitated towards Kanye because we weren't all fifty cent. 
Yeah, we weren't. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I definitely yeah. want Wu Tang. Yeah. Like, I love Dr. Dre and the Chronic, but I wasn't. I wasn't no Crip. I wasn't out here. Right. I'm, I loved wearing polos. Like, I love the color pink. That's just me. Right. And so, like, for Kanye to come in and break that mold, that's why he's. That's why he's so important. That's why he resonates with so many people. Oh, definitely. And that's why, like, you know, a lot of people are hurt by what he's doing now. But at right. the same time, it's him. Kanye was. Kanye's like was all out to be ourselves. Like, mm. you had some of the hardest dudes. Bumper cottage dropout, and you know some people are like man, I just like cooking beats. Like no, we all we could all relate to some to that stuff. We we not all out here slinging drugs. You remember family business? I'm sorry. I just, yeah, yeah. Whew. <laughs> let's, let's get Stevie out of jail. Yeah, yeah. all the damn thing. Like Boy, no, you, uh, you said it the best way. Like honestly, because like you know I've always wondered like why do we like Kanye so much? But yeah, he was just so different. Right. And allowed us to be so different. You know. Right. right. And that's that, I think that's the best way. And yeah, family business. I listen to that like when it's like. Fall time is like, oh, we're about to go to have this holiday. Thanksgiving and yes, stuff? Exactly, right? <laughs> oh my it's God. Like, it just sort of brings back all those memories. Celebrate. We did, we did, we did like just have a car drive and just like, just bump that shit. Just, it'll bring us closer, guys. That shit is fire. Honestly, I relate to all like, all of Kanye's first four albums because like, I remember college dropout. I got kicked out of school. I got kicked out of this real prestigious school. Hmm. Uh, late registration that was me basically, like, I was like, Last day to register, uh, to register for Duncanville, then graduation. I was graduating. Eight ways and heartbreaks. I was fucked up. Oh, fuck. Yes. Dude, you, you, you lived it. Not like. So that's, that's why I really relate, <sighs> like, why I really relate to him. And it's, it's funny, like, we, especially with 808s, I take offense with people who don't like that album. Like, mm. out of all the Kanye's album, if you don't, like, I love Jesus. I can understand why somebody won't like Jesus. But with 808s, I always tell, like, they was like, man, he's up there singing. It's, it's like, dog, just go through something. Mm. But that, that's my thing with a lot of artists in general. Like, mm. people won't appreciate an album. It's like, but you understand what they're going through at this particular time and like how that's definitely going to affect the music. Yeah. This is yeah. an artist. They're already kind of like more sensitive than most people yeah. anyway. I mean, art, so definitely what they're doing is going to impact them. Everybody don't like really chances out. That's what I'm thinking. That's a lot of what it is. Bro. Like, True. We don't want, like, Honestly, I don't know if I would want a happy kid. Cause exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel about the weekend. I yeah. want you sad, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I don't like... ever want you to get better. I need this music to keep coming out. I want it the same way I had it that first yeah. time. Like maybe, like maybe I might like Chance's album because he's talking about I'm about to get married next year. Oh, you finna jam, <laughs> my boy. That's what's happening. That's what happened to you. So, but like I think a lot of people they resonate with artists like. When they're in that mode, yeah, that down shit, which is yeah. cool. But like yeah. this, this, this was a very up album, bro. Like he was happy as shit on this whole thing. Yeah, and I was happy for him. Like, does that mean that we're all just not happy and like it's like I don't like this, right? <laughs> I mean, even though you might not like the music, yeah, I like it. Like it might be entitled. Like if you don't like the music, you don't like the music. It, it is what it is. Like right. some people like apples. I, you know, right. But then for me, there's a difference between not liking something and then something being bad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's people. People really forget that. Like some, it's strange. Like a lot of people say, Jesus is bad, right? I don't think so. I didn't think so. Like when I first heard, it, I didn't understand it. Right. Yeah. And, and then it grew on me. Who told had blood on leaves? Was that Jesus? That was Jesus. That, that's the song. Blood on leaves. I still go back like the, all the time to. But it was one of those things. I remember talking like to. Uh, I was talking with Tony, and he was like, "Jesus is my favorite album." And I was like, "My favorite Kanye album." I was like, "Like I didn't understand Jesus. I saw a lot." And like seeing that like song perform, like, seeing the album perform, I was like, I understand it. And mm-hmm. I remember after that, like I was when I go to a show, I always try to get in mode, like I'm listening to this. And then after, I was like, I completely understand this whole album. Like right. seeing him, like, like, you, you could kind of feel like the chaos that he was going through at that moment. Exactly. Like when uh when uh what's on site, like like seeing that live, like 
when the seats I was at was crazy. Also, was crazy about that show was niggas almost died getting that show because it's like oh, uh, because the ice storm. What? Yeah, and so like when on site came on, like you know, it was just like yeah, and like the seats I was at, I could see him walking from backstage and just seeing like the mask and just seeing the diamond sparkle off that shit. Right, like you just see him and you just hear and it's like it's just going crazy and like and as soon as like he steps on stage it's still going then like as soon as he gets to the mic he's like he's season approaching he's walking through all these women i was like i get this album i get this album and it's one of those things of people who like people who don't like the album like it's hard to to, to tell somebody man you got to see it live like even if you see the pictures it's just, it's just jesus it's so chaotic, and it's but it it works. I feel like that. No, no what what y'all just said. I I feel like that's a huge point. Um, that with music, I feel like that's why white people, not white people, but <coughs> certain people, people don't resonate with certain music. Like Maxo Cream doesn't resonate with everybody. Right. I mean, it's them, yeah, something we all know. know about Maxo Cream. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of people are like they're not going to understand it, or they're not going to resonate with it because like they don't get those feelings. And it's like I, I hate like it's I'm something like I hey I just get it like when someone's in my car it's disappointing in a way yeah and I'm like I really vibe with the song that I'm hearing when I went when up. I went to my Houston trip guess what I tried playing like the beats that like we love they didn't like it you know like like it was a different very different crowd than like what you know our crowd is like but they hated my music it made me sad I was yeah. like dang y'all I was <laughs> like but like yeah they definitely live very different lives than what I live you know like i was wild to them you know i was like wow. i think I, there's yeah. a time when, there's, yeah, right. there's, there's a time i remember i was talking to Godswell, and this isn't like a, a slide or anything but i remember talking to Godswell a while back where i was like i, I play like a lot of braggadocious ass music in my car and stuff like it's like a lot of just like you know uh i'm you know i'm not out here fucking hoes every day uh, you I know, know what I mean? That. But <laughs> I mean, we'll not put a record. So, um, but like, it's a lot of that type of stuff. It's just like me just playing music that gets me, you know, like I, like, and I had to explain to guys, well, I'm like, it's not like that's what I'm about, but it's like this music puts me in a mindset of being like very, uh, confident. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what I need right now. Like right now I'm doing a lot of stuff. But I'm like, I need this, this mindset of just like, I'm that, I'm that nigga, to be honest. I'm not about to say not going to a job interview. What's up? Yeah, oh, hell no, nah, bro. <laughs> That's a good to, example. I'm the man. I'm right. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Like that. Like, I to that same job. Like, I listened to that same song while I was going to the interview. I love that song. But yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I need my like, testosterone like, all the way up, bro. Yes. I need it up here. <laughs> you guys didn't see how high his hand was. It was like. high. I almost hit the fan. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a that's a that's a really good point. Like, uh, is, is there any type of music that you gets you in that mood too, dude? It's uh, you know the the album that changed my life because I couldn't speak English fluently. I was like taking English classes and oh, stuff wow. younger until like sixth grade. Wow. And the artist and the the album that really changed me was a Slim Shady LP. Um, really? That's an album I've gone back to. I can't even count how many times. And I don't know how much of it's because I think Eminem's a talented artist, which obviously like I really really do. I love him, but I also think. Uh, you know, there was just something about like the parents didn't want me listening to it, yeah. right? and I was like, "That's cool." So I really got to listen. Right? To it. He, he was a, he was during that time. Yeah, right? he had the blonde hair, real it. slim shady. Like, yeah, and there's just something about that, like that, just feeling like sneaky, and then finding ways to get the album on the time for my. I think it was like my CD player that had just come out that I had to like get. Like, there's so many things to that, so it just brings a lot of nostalgia too. So I'm jamming the Slim Shady LP a lot, even now. That's what's up. I, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm actually very cool with that. Um, I mean, yeah, so he's good. he's definitely one of those artists we're talking about, like because with artists, like a lot of it comes from your emotion, right? And like mm. he's one of those people who he's happy now, 
And I'm happy for him. Man, look, I <laughs> look, as far as it goes, man, I was so you know as a as an Eminem fan, like that again. That's that's the person who brought me into rap and, and hip hop and that that scene. And so you know, with the other albums that in the middle that that just weren't the best albums, and then he, then he finally dropped Kamikaze last year. Yeah, that made me happy because Kamikaze. Overall, I love. Like, I think I, it was really well done. Yeah, yeah. and because it was old school Eminem, like he was, he was like, "Fuck it, I'm not, I'm gonna ho- not hold back anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go after these people. I mean, even I'm gonna having, go like, after the Beastie Boys, like, like on the album yes. cover, right? No, the art. Yeah, yeah. Cool. and he's like, "I'm gonna go after Charlamagne. I'm gonna go after MGK. I'm gonna go after all these people mm-hmm. that are talking shit about me." And I love that as an Eminem fan. I'm like, that's when he's in his zone. Mm-hmm. Seeing um, him get angry. Yeah, I guess like, like just what you guys are saying about yeah. like seeing the artist getting that original mindset that right. you know got them yes. hot in the first place right i mean yeah. sort of like tyler the creator right like where it's like yeah we're happy that he's happy i guess right but mm. he's, lupe he's changed too uh you could tell that was a big thing with lupe you could tell there was a when he was in his first three albums mm-hmm. lasers uh the cool food food and the cool there was definitely like a more optimistic like we can get through this yeah. mindset and then you could start seeing it after right after lasers or no it was it was like during lasers we started seeing the more the more uh Kind of angry songs, yeah. Cause that were kind of like sprinkled Food in there. Two, like was like where he started getting angry. Get, yeah, 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 exactly. Right. But what was that? What was you, this? Well, you wouldn't think so? There was a song in it Lasers. Was during, it was it was during Lasers. It was during. It was I in the middle of it. I saw him at. I saw him at the Stepping Lasers tour, and he's literally like, I, "I thought about killing myself," and people were cheering. I was like, "We don't need to be cheered about this. We need to get Lupe some help." Shit, Tell him, Lupe. <laughs> yeah, it, like it was it was because he was doing he was doing like he did. Cool, songs from the cool, did songs from like Enemy of the State, like mixtapes and shit. Yeah. Words I Never Said was the song I was thinking of. Yeah. Words I, they he, came out during the, that was the second track that song on song Laser. At the Steppin' Lasers tour. Steppin' Lasers came out, that, that tour was like a, if I'm not mistaken, like a full year before Lasers even came out. And yeah, because so, he had dropped that song. It, I actually like, had it downloaded years. before. <laughs> yeah, it was on LimeWire, uh, baby. Because I remember uh, he was on tour, <laughs> B.O.B. And I remember in the Dallas Day, B.O.B.'s album just came out. And so, like, that album came out a full, that tour was a full year. And he's just, like, he was talking about his frustrations with the with the label and stuff like that. And he was just, he was mad. And he was like, I really, like, I I remember this video. He was like, I felt like killing myself. That's when he did the Japanese cartoon group, though, the right. rock group and all that. Yeah. That's when, like, he was really, like, upset and stuff like that. Yeah, no, there was a, because he was definitely, like, I remember during, like, okay, so with Food and Liquor and, uh, Food and Liquor was, you could definitely tell like, he was a kid. And he was he was really intelligent, and he was really good at wording things, and he was really like, you know, as optimistic. The cool was more telling you more stuff. It was like he was trying to explain to people, and he was being very optimistic still that we can get better. And then it kind of turned into like lasers was still optimism, like track three. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but then I think about like all black everything. That was all black everything was wasn't even like depressing. It was like I think it was pretty optimistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there was then again there songs like like superstar. that superstar was. Oh, like, that's on cool, cool, right? Yeah, sorry, but um, uh, but yeah, and I, I see what it you was mean. definitely. He was getting. You could tell he was getting frustrated, but it was still. Songs on lasers. Yeah, that still doesn't make sense. Was that that girl <laughs> I want you to know thing? Yeah, like they still don't make sense with Lupe. Lupe and Trey songs. No. It sounded good though. It, it's like it's, the fourth. It's like the fourth track. It's not a Lupe song. No. If somebody else had that, it'd been a hit. He did that with Ty Dolla Signs too. Now though. He makes songs like that. Like. He did an Ed Sheeran song, but he was forced. He said that he was forced to do some certain songs, like where he didn't want to. And yeah, like, yeah he he said he didn't like those songs. Oh, that's when I first heard. Like like Hunter just said, like the Fahrenheit mixtapes. Uh, but unfortunately, like like how like how can people find out about that too? Right? Like 
You know, yeah, like all these streaming that Piffin whatnot. Wait, 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 right? way back that was when. Yeah, now, yeah, right. But Hot now, right? Like, unfortunately, because like I knew about things. I was a huge Lupe fan, but right. you know, people now and even just were currently, I guess, you know, just wouldn't be able to know about like the Fahrenheit mixtapes. You know, like yeah, I mean, SLR, right? Like SLR, things like that. Right? Boy, make that never dies. Jesus, right? Yeah. I'm going to listen to SLR when I pull out. Killer, killer, Mercy, he's a mess. Oh, my bro, I was fire. Oh, man, dude. 95,000. Now you got me, right? He released the old song, like, uh, not too long. Like, he released one of them old songs. That's like, what I'm happy that, that Drake did that. Released this old, where a bunch of old, like, because mm. niggas be talking this reckless did shit you're, about uh, this. You're a run game? Yeah. I just, I just heard it. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I felt like good bro, classic. put you on game. Let's talk about that. Oh, Let me put you on game. Boy, Jerome, recite the lyrics. Give me three, give me three seconds. Bro, it's been a minute, bro. <laughs> I had to hear the song already playing. That I run this place. That I came to. Bro, you don't remember none of it? You're about to get it. You, you don't remember it. none of it? It's not you remember. Bro, this is your job, bro. You're supposed to be like the the, the, the history book. I've never gotten a paycheck for this job. <laughs> <laughs> the die? Woo. No, it was the, is it oh, the, the die. There's the die, which is really cool. There was the, the die. I heard, I heard like Goofy down. Down. Yeah, like, like, means when it shoots down, they got AK-47. They produce cabals. Word on the street is the Oh, you can do this one. Yes, because he started it. They going to hit you up, but you ain't even going to see it? You got a lot of money. I ain't trying to be funny, but they say where you're going, you ain't even going to need it? Nigga, what? Bro, listen, listen, guys. Yo, listen. Listen, if y'all like Lupe, there's a problem. That's going to be one of my Tumblr. I was going to call my Tumblr. I heard like Goofy cows. Yeah, bro. I was gonna be called like groups of cows, like I like groups of cows. Like that's oh, how much of a Lupe nerd I was. But I just went with all right around it. So I was man, like, bro, that album is so fire. Put you on game still hits like today to this very moment. Like when I hear put you on game, like that shit still like it just it resonates too heavy. I'm like this amazing, shit is amazing. It really like, is. Like the cool like, is really good, man. There's not one bad song. What's funny? I, I always skip the first two songs on Lupe albums. Right, you you can you. It was can. like free chill and Baba's chill for thought. No one's trying to hear free chill anymore. Sad. <laughs> yeah, bro. Is that nigga, <laughs> is that nigga still in jail? Does anyone know? I think he's. <laughs> it's it's funny. I always felt bad because the first two songs on Lupe albums like uh. Baba's cool for thought and then like things like that. Yeah. What what was the one on loop on uh? It was a intro and real. I always just went to just might be okay. Yeah, and then for uh, the chill, I just always went to uh, Go Go Gadget Flow. So I feel like that was a proper beginning for that album. But at the same time, we yeah. had a friend where that was like the best, the best Lupe song. No, he he. Okay, my friend. Go Go. Well, he did uh, the coolest, the coolest nigga. The coolest. Is a video what? for it? Oh but man, he did it like it was before the cool came out, and he was doing okay. it like a uh, like a talk at some college. And he's literally walking around the whole auditorium just rapping the coolest. Yeah, but there's no beat going. There's, he just yeah, rapping. I, the I've seen bits of it. I remember it was like, this shit is so. Yeah, amazing. man. This shit was. Bro, because, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give this whole album a little bit of a. You've listened to the cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, my, my boy. Thank you, Zane. Uh, <laughs> here's your black card back. So nah, I'm playing. Nah, so essentially with uh, with that whole album, it's like, it's, it's a story about like how there's, I guess, figuratively, there's like. These three demons, right? It's like the cool, uh, what, what else? It was the game, the streets, and the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cool, the game, the streets. The cool, uh, cool was a dude. My, oh, I'm sorry, the cool my, was a dude. My cool, yelling my, history. The die yeah. was the other one. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the die? No, 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 no. The game. There was a song called the die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he hey, was my the, cool, yelling history. He's between two uh, people or two entities, the streets, like which trying to pull him deeper, and then uh, the game, isn't it? Yeah. The game was the yeah. The game was like a. Yeah. Basically, the, the streets was like a chick. Yeah, it was yeah. A, a female demon thing. The streets. I remember Kadeem Harrison. Was, I think Kadeem Harrison was one of them. 
Because, like, in the book, they had, like, all three of them. It's, it's some scary. Stuff. Like, the album is, like, amazing because, like, it is, it's, it's telling story. the story the about this thing. one guy. This guy, like, legit dies and comes back. Like, uh, but he died because of he, him wanting to be cool. Like, yes. seeking unholy grails. Like, that's what, that's what dudes, that's what guys uh, in our age group did. We were always trying to, you know, He even flaunt. explains the song on the cool on uh, food and liquor. Right. Like, it's crazy. Like, if you go back, like, the whole, basically the whole, the cool album is just basically on food and liquor on that one song, but he just stretches it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, like, it, it goes between these two albums for sure, but, like, it's telling this whole story about, like, how this one guy does bad things to get cool in the streets. He dies because he gets shot. And he's called the cool at first, and then it yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's married to the streets, so the streets is a, uh, like, a, its own entity. Yeah. And then it's the game, like... Game. The energy. Yeah, the game is its own thing. It's a, it's like another demon who he's like basically best friends with. It's like a lot of shit, but it's yeah. dope. Yeah, it's the game and the street shit. And he, yeah, he becomes the third at the by the end of the oh, he basically becomes the third entity himself because yeah. like, he dies and comes say? back. Yeah, ain't cool now, nigga. What's something like that on the end of the dark? Yeah, 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 ain't cool now, nigga. Yeah. And then it's like that, that very lost song. Go back yeah, bro. It's, <laughs> yeah, now it's I'm inspired. Like, I'm like, I need it. Amazing, bro. It's bro. When I first, I remember even uh, at a certain point, Drake was saying like in an interview, like no one should be blowing up after Lupe. And at the time, mm-hmm. I was like, why is anyone like, why is no one listening to this nigga the way he needs to be getting listened yeah. to? I remember I had a, I had a girl I dated a long time ago, and that's something we fought about a lot. Like she really fucked with Drake, and she did not like Lupe. No, she thought he was trash, <laughs> and it put such a strain on our relationship, bro. No, I think I think like, I would be the same way too. Like where if a chick told me she didn't like Lupe Fiasco, just straight up. I mean, like I feel like now is a little bit like I, I guess you know like it's no, a little I'm too a lot heady. more accepting. But yeah. at the time, I was like, are you not hearing you? Like especially like when like, he was just putting hit after hit, like constantly, mm-hmm. like mixtapes, uh, albums, yeah, whatever he did. Enemy of the State was very was a lot of fun. Yes. Now we're just all feeling sad because it's just like, dang. <laughs> all right, we got to cut this off. Enemy of the State dropped on Thanksgiving. I remember. Oh. It dropped this one long MP3. I went to I went to somebody one of my mom's friends' houses Thanksgiving. All I was listening to was that one long MP3 of Enemy of the State. Yeah, that shit was so amazing, <laughs> bro. Damn. Moment of silence for it, bro. For real, yeah. for real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm feeling sad myself too. I'm like, dang. Like, yeah, I think we hit this hoe. Yeah, so I think we've I think we've done enough. Then. Yeah, go ahead, Zane. No, I was gonna say there's so much good music back then. Like, it's, yeah, like that's how this topic started. But like, there's it, still a lot of. I mean, yes, because there are times when people are like I yeah. need nostalgia. They yeah, and they want to and they want to stay there and it's cool. But then like they won't embrace you, a lot of. You remember it now, being that so good, good too? That's the thing. Yeah. Like yeah, it's like I don't think it's just nostalgia because like at the time I was listening, I remember being like, this shit is fine. I can keep playing it. I don't, I don't have no, albums hit me like that heavy anymore. It's though when you can go back and listen to an album you thought was good as a kid or when you're in that zone. Still, that's good. the best feeling. There have been times I've gone back to some stuff. Like I'm a big Dipset person, love Dipset, bro. I've gone back to some of them, some of them songs. I'm like, I don't bro, know about uh, who was it? Was it Cameron or Cam- no? It wasn't Cameron. It was Jules Santana, who's not very good at rapping, bro. One of the one I was the biggest Jules. Say, bro. Here's the thing, I'm literally no, I'm literally from there, bro. I'm literally from Harlem, and I knew they wasn't that good at rapping. I was like, I listened to these. I was like, I want to fuck with. It. It was those heat. I like, I like Joel's with right. I like with certain beats and then like him with Wayne. Like oh boy was lit. Remember that? Yeah, oh boy. I, I'm gonna go hit that right now. Honestly, oh my god. No, but there's some. I always remember this one Joel's line, and he, as a kid, like I always knew it. But even then, I was like, oh, this is trash. He was like, uh, you don't know what that ooh do. You don't know how to count jump two times two. I remember as as the teenager, I'm like, this beat is hard. 
Right. But this this these bars are terrible. You heard you heard you heard murder murder. Murder 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 murder. What's out? And then he I bounced up. Don't give up. Fuck. So what? Like the, the bars are awful. Like, they're awful. But if the song goes so hard, you be in your car just mad. I never killed a single nigga in my life. Bruh. I be feeling it, though, bro. Like, oh, my what was God. It, was it shot to us? It was like, well, he just like, he doesn't say nothing for a whole, like, but, 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 for like a whole verse. Like, they weren't good, bro. You know, no, bro. Go listen, I want everyone to go listen to Ballin from uh, Jim Jones. Because technically, he was a part of Dipset. Technically. Jim Jones no, is, he is, like, he is bro. Dipset, yeah. Yo, because people don't be thinking about him. Like, they think of like. I, I think it, the four, I only think of the four members of Dipset. I think of three. Cam, Cam Joel, Jimmy, and Freaky. Everybody else I is just external. I don't, I don't count, I mean, you know, Hell Rail's part of it. I don't listen to Hell bro. Rail, 40 Cal. Out of there. Ballin'. Now listen to the lyrics on Ballin'. If, if any of those words rhyme, <laughs> you can call me back. <laughs> Ballin', we fly high. No lie. Those, that's right Boom, there. he got me. He <laughs> got me. No lie. You, and you know, know that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody doing the dance. Me too. No, I, I loved it. it. I didn't like it either. I hate no, it. Too. It was hot. Dipset fan growing up, and then like everybody was like, you listen to that Dipset shit. Then when Ballin' came out, everybody was a fan. I was like, I can't stand it. Right. No, but it's I, like I, I still I be, like, the heavy, be bro. somewhere like this. But you know. even then, I, like, I did not like that. Every, every other song on the album I like, but that's that song, I'm like, nah. Remember remember Kiki? Y'all remember Kiki, Lil Kiki? Yes. Got to be a G to the day that oh, I died. Yeah. Well, I was 16. I was like, man, it's my life. <laughs> I'm a G. Bro. I'm a G. <laughs> I knew about all these songs, and I was like, I just don't like it, I guess. This is like me like still growing in my hip-hop. It's all right, bro. So yeah. sort of like, you, like, it's okay. It's okay. It's I wish it was you, cool you, like you, you guys. You can go back and revisit these things. That's true. That's true. Like we got I, that technology. I listen to like Rock Kim, like yeah. the 20th letter. Yeah, yeah. Era, the 20th letter. <laughs> I remember going back and being like, okay, this is where these things were coming from, and this is, you know, that's why for me it's hard to respect a lot of people's opinions on music, because I'm like, you don't. You don't know go, you don't know going back. Like, yeah, you listen to a lot of different things. So it's hard for me to. Yeah, you gotta like, definitely you go back to your. But I get that you don't like it. But like, yeah, I mean, I like that's like just like a, a whole motif for this whole podcast too. Like where it's like oh, perspective. Shit. Yeah, right. Like yeah. perspectives. Like can you understand multiple sides? You know, even if you like really weren't. That's a part why at your parties, right? I forced a trap down everybody's throat. I know y'all don't listen to this. I'm gonna make you listen. Show them to the way. And you gonna watch me? And now they listen to ASAP Ferg like more regularly, right? Fergie, bro. Ferg is cold as fuck. But yeah, I, I remember I remember there was there, there, slap, now, there was definitely a time I called myself a hip hopologist. Because wow. <laughs> of how much I how much old school hip hop I listened to. I was like, nigga, do y'all know about KRS one H means to know. <laughs> it's a form of intelligence to be hip. Bro, KRS one, all that stuff, bro. I was like, I loved it so much. And that's what got me so much appreciation for like lyrics in general. Because otherwise I probably would have just moved on to that tip of like just liking the dance songs, whatever it was. Yeah. Mm. But it's like there's so much to hip hop music, and it's like when you when you can like remember, you don't have to go all the way back. Not even. But you get different. You get a good perspective on things when you know how hip hop has progressed, and you're like, oh, this is just like and, a different era. And how individual artists have progressed. Yeah. When I looked at even like mm. Kanye's whole discography. We talked about him a lot. You know, we, we go for the graduation, late registration. Then we go. Now you're famous. Your girl left you. Your mom passed away. We get the eight away to heartbreak, and I get that. Mm. You living crazy now, being reckless. We get the dark twist of fancy. I get that. Now you've ascended because somewhere uh, Watch the Throne came out as well. Oh, and yeah. then you Watch had this was crazy fire. level. So, so, so I understand, you know, where you at with Yeezus and shit like that. So, like, I started getting it and not being able to be upset about it. That, and that's my, that's my last point, I guess, I'm going to bring up. It's just like, 
there's there's this point where you realize that as, as hip hop music in general, not just the artist itself, the music from the '80s with its gangster rap, like before that, like we had early '80s, we had it to where it was like you know like the cat and the bat and the head, like yeah, bro, it was just basically straight up. And then it got straight into gangster rap. <laughs> and then from gangster rap, we went into the, the 90s phases up where it was still like hood where, shit. Where, where southern rap was coming up. And so you get these different exactly. flows and shit. Now we have the low riders and we've got stuff like that. Then we got the bling rap come through with, with 50 Cent. And everyone talking about how much money they make. And Jay-Z, of course, is a big uh, advocate of that. And then we go into a little bit more. Um, we start getting more a little conscious, bit. conscious, I would say, yeah. We, we got like conscious. Conscious like started in 2000. Yeah, yeah, that's true. KRS, right? Yeah. yeah, that was more like public enemy and stuff. Because I was thinking like, like most stuff, but yeah. It keeps changing. And then we went through a little bit of the cutty phase where it's like the weird stuff became a little bit more mainstream. Cause, yeah. And then we went into the next era where it went to like now we're in this uh, trap. Well, we're like, in the trap, but also now <laughs> past the trap. Kind of beyond the trap, we're in, a, we're in an era where like it's a, little, it's a little funny. It's like it's just kids dancing and stuff, which is cool. But I know a lot of people in my age group that do not fuck with that shit. Like, this nigga trash. This boy Lil Yachty trash. It's not even good. But I'm like, bro, this is the this is what the wave is right now, bro. We had our time. Let them have our times. Because if you could tell me Jim Jones is good, <laughs> until you could tell me he's good, we was all jamming that shit, bro. Hey, like, Jim Jones' last album was good. Like, Jim Jones was crazy. Jim Jones was really grown as a rapper. He's got really? it. Yeah. That's good. I, I, I checked that out. I've listened to the last one. I've here. never had the best respect for him. It's kind of like you're there. I like the Waste of Talent. The Waste of Talent was good. I haven't listened to his last A lot of people saying his last project was real good. I'm going to check it out. It's funny. Like what she was saying, like people like, we can remember all the rappers from the 90s. Like we can remember all the good rappers from the 90s and mm-hmm. the 80s. But there are some some trash artists in, that was sprinkled in between there. Oh, yeah. That yeah, number yeah. one hits. Like, we don't all, talk about that. Right. Like Jay Z didn't have his first number one until 2009. Right. Yeah. yeah, he didn't have his first. Really, he was he was just mad. Relevant. He didn't have his first wow. number one song. Yeah. Like his albums were number one. That's why now where we jump to like Lil Nas and now where we're at is like hip hop is so like you you can go number one and yeah. you can have a number one. Now, yeah. granted, a lot of the time you gotta have a dance, but <laughs> whenever I, you do can do it, you can go well, really crazy. With I it. I think the reason you know to when we were talking earlier, uh, when when Josh was saying earlier about just the stages of hip hop and how it's uh, changed over the time, and now we're kind of in a, a more diverse and crazier or just a you know funnier time it's like Lil Uzi Vert yeah like and I think the reason is is the distribution because back in the day you needed to get a record label you needed and to have, the, you money. have the internet you needed to yeah. press the the white man in a suit now you got SoundCloud that's how Russ made it right. now thank you, you for saying you his name right yeah so, I, so, I, I love Russ so the boy with uh, like YouTube, yes. On, uh, Kazai and uh, Winmix and all that. Yeah. Soulja Boy kind of went kind of He went a little loony though. That boy was like, oh, he did. He's trying to get royalties from everybody. He, he was like, bro, he's for me. He's the meme, bro. Like, he that did, guy but at the same time, but you, like, he's I, right. I, I understand, but you got to, you got to basically, you got to give him his props. Yeah, oh no, for sure. But I'm not going to say what he said was invalid. But I'm like, bro, no one's going to pay you. You didn't make Drake. Drake. Drake did not steal your lyrics, bro. Relax. No, but like, they're being like. They're good artists, like just like they're good rappers out now. Like mm. it, it might be a little bit hard to weed them out, but like there are people out there who are really good. Like even though like I may not like the Migos, but I truly respect like yeah. I, re- I respect Offset's flow. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. people try to say he's not articulate. Like, he's very articulate, but mm. he's just saying too many words at the time. Like it's like he's like <clears throat> sorry, but like with rap now, like they're a good rappers. Like why being Corday? Like that yeah. dude. Like he's. I still haven't heard his project, but like I've so seen good. his freestyle. He's good. Like we have good artists coming out now. There's like a rapper that's gonna come out today. He might have the big. Like we we don't know if Lil Nas X is gonna be relevant within the right. next two years. Right. Yeah. But he has the number. He's gonna have the number one song 
of all time of all time billboard uh, right for, the, for billboard but yeah. even then like back in the day there were these artists who had the big the top number one hits mm. but even then we don't like we can't name them right now but we can still name like Nas we can still name yeah. Jay we can still name Biggie we can still name Pac we can still name all these other artists but there was like there was just as many artists as there was now back then right but they got lost in the sauce they got lost right. you know it just it just so happens like but at the same right. time we're gonna be able to look back like like Nobody remembers was it Pet Shop Boys? Who who did uh Party Like a Rockstar? Uh, uh, oh, or something like that. No, no he no, was right. It was like no, no, no. it was like something Shop Boys. Shop, yeah, like we can't. I think it might just been Shop Boys. But that was the big that was the big shit. song at the time, right? Yeah. But at the same time, that might have been the same year. Uh, like graduation came out, or something like that. Right. We still talk about graduation, but we we can't. We you might hear this part like a it was shot boys, but you don't remember none no other song. Who else? Uh, <laughs> One nigga said he said pet shot boys. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Unk had walked out. Right. Last time you heard oh, walking out. Right, Shoot. man. We don't. We don't. When you listen to walking out, that, you don't. You don't even think about them franchise DJ boys too. White T. Yeah. But you don't even think about with, with walking out. You don't even think about that. I saw that. You don't. You don't think about DJ Unk's verse. Who? What's the part? Who's the artist you think of? You think about Andre 2000 verse, walking walk out, out like uh, an usher, yeah, it, and Wayne too, yeah, oh man, yeah, on, on the drugs. So it, it just it just happens like people going to like, and what's funny, everybody goes after the most popular thing that's on the radio, yeah. Because even now, like I'm 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 older now, like back in the days, I used to sit in front of a computer find music all day. Now I'm just going to playlists and be like, oh, this is trash. Like I can see why <laughs> older people like that. They'll turn on the, on the radio. I don't like that. Uh, no, nah, that's trash. I need mm. to go back and listen to what I know. And right. that's, that's where people get into that mode. Like, it, you can do that with movies. You can mm-hmm. do that with books. You can do that with any art form. There's so much. Like, we talk about that, too. There's so much information coming as. It's hard to just pick one thing and be like, I'm going to be in it now. Because, like, even with albums, I mean, there's so much yeah. music coming at me. I straight miss Freddie Gibbs stuff. Yeah. And he's fire. I like him. Speaking and of like, Freddie Gibbs, I'm going I'm to tell you about Fetty. Uh, it's an album with him, Currency, and uh, Currency is Alchemist fire. doing the beats. Oh. Um, this is from a while back. It came out last year. Yeah. Last year? I honestly like two weeks straight. I was just waking up and play that. I'm gonna listen to it tonight. And there's there's <laughs> song, there's songs on there like I have a favorite song like Freddie Gibbs. Now Lady Gibbs might be my favorite song. Freddie Gibbs is singing on that shit, but he's still rapping. It's mm. hilarious. Yeah, but that's my favorite to... song on that album. But anytime I go back and listen to the album, I always find a favorite song. It's called Freddie. F E T T I. All right, all right. Where, where we at, guys? Yeah. Then... What's the number, Coach? <laughs> well, uh, it's uh 152. We've been speaking for two hours. Only two hours? Yeah. Damn, uh, boy, we killed it. good. No, no, I mean, because beforehand, like, before the podcast started, we were yeah. talking online, right? But, yeah, bro. bro we yeah. don't even have to, bro. <laughs> I know, right? It, well, yeah. It's this, our podcast. This is, like, uh, the second least nerdy <laughs> podcast that we've had, right? Life is We talked game. about life, uh, <laughs> uh, your life, uh, music, hip-hop music, probably scared away a lot of white people. If you're still listening, appreciate you. Appreciate you. <laughs> you guys are good people. Uh, I say suburban people. I don't want to say white people. Anymore. You right? Suburbans. You right? You right? You right? There we go. Non-cul- there's my, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Hey, not all white people are. You right? Non-culture. You're very right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being. This has been an interesting podcast. We went way differently than I thought we were gonna yeah, go. Just, but yeah, look, look I'm at happy, Hunter, bro. This nigga just zend out. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I wish I had video this whole time. Like I. I was like, man, I wish I was recording this podcast so people could see what we, what this layout was. But oh yeah, we got. But there's no way I was gonna be able to record this. Look, we're all so spread out in this room for sure. And I mean, there's a lot of opinions, so we just gonna. I had a good time just listening to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I think it was fun. Just, yeah. 
if your name is no, no, Sam, no, no, no. Like, look, your yeah. name is Sam no, Barrow. Zach, you were great. Like, I definitely loved like, your opinions. Also, thanks for making our podcast sound a little more professional. I appreciate you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, was, well, I definitely real. appreciate that. It's man. hard. Thank you, Rome, for for being on the podcast. Definitely <laughs> sure. always appreciate what you guys say. And thank you very much, Zane, for you know being a part of this and you know enlightening and not making sure our podcast wasn't too dark. And then we have Hunter, who who. Put it a few points. It is, it's not his, his fault, unfortunately. There's only four mics, and he's sitting <laughs> over there. <laughs> I would have loved to have had him more speaking on the podcast. I'll have to have him on as a guest for real one of these days. It's okay. okay. No, we we we, we, okay. we have a lot of topics we're going to talk about, and like I feel bad for the people who can't hear what Hunter just said, but uh, you know. But anyways, his voice is amazing, better than mine. <laughs> and uh, always, thanks Josh for being on the podcast. Cool. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Please listen, subscribe, share this stuff with your friends. We have a Patreon, so if you want to support your boys. I live under a bridge. (laughs) Yes, right? Please. Help Josh out of homelessness. You can do that. Like under the bridge. Watch that if you haven't. I need to watch that. That's great. Yes. That was like the... Two seasons. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Uh, You want to say to Sam too, of course? Sam? You tell your boy Sam to shut up. Mr. Perry. yeah, you right. His whole opinion. There you go. Everything you wanted to say today, Sam? Shut your ass up. (laughs) You're not here. We ain't got to listen to you. Mm -mm. All right, go ahead, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, no, no. Um... Yeah. Also, we got our party coming up in two weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what it's. Yeah, two, two weeks. weeks yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So a little less than two weeks, but yeah, like whenever this podcast comes out, August sixteenth is when our party is going to be coming out. So definitely come through, check that out. It's going to be a good time. Better than the Acom party, and that one was already really live. We yeah, have, that was that was fire. We have Rome uh, playing with a DJ set again, uh, which is gonna be good. I mean, the last uh, one this time, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, mm-hmm. more you in the we room. Got more space. Another bar opened up. Throw this ratchet tree. I can't wait. It's it. There we go. All this music you heard about. Well, not all of it. You probably not gonna hear about Lupe. <laughs> yeah, the, probably Lupe right, on that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, figure it out, Rome. <laughs> play, play a little soldier for these niggas. There you go. Right. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna turn it out, and then um, definitely we're just trying to step it up even more with this podcast. In fact, actually, we might have a new logo at a time like this comes out. If not, then just stay tuned for all that. We got a mascot. We got a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of stuff's happening. Uh, stay tuned for all that. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys all for being on the podcast. Love having you guys on. Peace out. Stay dope, y'all. Peace. See you.